All right, we're here to do it again through thick and thin. Ship Chasing shows up for a companion stream to Thursday Night Football. Tonight, we have Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. But more importantly, we got Danny Kelly from The Ringer swinging by in the second quarter, talk some ball with us. We got our girl Steph Miller coming by in the third quarter to recap all of our teams that are in the high-stakes playoffs. We got our pick'em sweats. Can Devontae Adams out yardage Gerald Everett by 40? We're going to find out tonight. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is what? This is what? I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Can I use Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, good evening. We got Ben Gretsch, we got Pat Corain. I would say sentiment heading into this game. Like last week it was, this game is so aggressively bad on paper in almost a charming way. This week everyone just felt beaten down. Like people were full on capitulating, do something else tonight. But we are here, guys. How are you feeling for this game? I mean, I forgot to put it on. Um, <laughs> I'm getting it so. up right now. It's, it's, I mean... I think the reason is, Pete, last week was like, oh, you know, it's so bad that, you know, it could be good. Who knows? And we did see, like, some stuff from Zappy or whatever. But the they, game, are, they already stopped. went three and out. Yeah, no. What's two minutes? I'm two minutes late and they already went three and out. Yeah, they're already punting. The game absolutely sucked last week. Trubisky God. was terrible. And it was like, yeah, this is what an island, like a horrible island game looks like. And so yeah. to have it again the very next week, like, I don't blame anyone who's like, I can't do it again. It, oh but as God. I said on Twitter, I think our guy Stoic Physician was like, you know, it's a tough sell to for you guys to ask us to watch this game. I just want to be clear. No one is asking you to watch the game. We're just asking you to watch us. You know, yeah, this is a, this about. might as well be July as far as I'm concerned. Oh, what was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out on Chase. Did you guys? I mean, but. I just got it pulled up. What did I miss? We got to laugh at the funny stuff. On the punt. The, the gunner just like straight up tackled the punt returner before the ball came down. It wasn't even close. It was just like a nice little shot to his like his ribs. It wasn't even that hard of a shot. Here's the replay. Look at this. It's a fair catch. And he's just like, boom. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's like, I mean, if we're just going to have a preseason game, at least we can laugh at the silly stuff, you know? I know. It's, it's disappointing. I don't know about you guys, like back before we started doing the high stakes, back before, you know, I was playing any best ball. I remember that feeling I would get for like that first Thursday night football game of the fantasy playoffs. And I, I it, it always held so much importance. I remember a Vincent Jackson game. I want to say it was like against the 49ers, the opening of the fantasy playoffs. This must have been like 2010, 11 era. And he dropped like 35 or 40 points to get me off to a huge lead at the start. And it was just like the best feeling in the world to get off to a fast start in the fantasy playoffs. That rules. Yeah, this isn't that game. That's not how this is going to end up a fast start uh, in these. My, in this my oldest playoff. league, I am in the first round of the playoffs. My oldest running league, you know, it's one of the only head-to-heads because we have all the sprints. So we're going to talk about some of the sprints and stuff and the high-stakes stuff, but it's one of my only head-to-heads for tonight or for this week, and it does have Austin Eckler on it. So he caught a pass on that first three and out, and I was already like, all right, got, got some Austin Eckler <laughs> points there. <laughs> I'm hoping for the 30 that you mentioned from, from I Vincent. I just pulled it up because I was uh, curious. Vincent Jackson – 
what is this date? Uh, December 16th, 2010, Whoa. went for three tutties. Uh, nice. There and, uh, man, the good old wow. days there. 112 yards and three tutties to open up fantasy playoff weekend. That's beautiful. That's pretty good. That's a good the start. flip side of that's the worst. You 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 play all year, you get to the playoffs, and then you have to face Vincent Jackson going 110 and three tutties on Thursday night football. You're like, all right, cool, my season's over. That was fun. Seriously. <laughs> do you guys like for your just if you're in a home league type stuff, you know, one of the ways I do the dynasty league that I commission is I do the playoffs uh like survivor style. So there's still the two buys, but then the four wild card teams, it's just collectively oh, right. the top two teams advance by points. So it's not like a head-to-head individual thing. And I've really liked that kind of smoothing it out a bit. And same thing for the semis. The top two teams advance uh, by scoring. The matchup doesn't matter. Love that. That's cool. Yeah. I like, I'm like. i in a league where – I'm in some dynasty leagues where it's the top four teams make the playoffs, and then it's just whoever scores the most points over the final three weeks of those four teams. Which That's fun too. Yeah, I think it's pretty I was trying fun. to middle it because people still do like kind of the – the head-to-head element but just like true head-to-head sucks yeah i mean because you're you're talking about two matchups yeah and specifically when it's a playoffs and it all comes down to to these matchups the only way that your way is any different than a normal week is if the top two play each other and the bottom two play each other and really no one thinks that's like legit like i mean that's the worst like if you get the second highest score but you happen to play against the highest score especially if it's like the semis and you got to buy and you just like the, the wild card team that advances the, the top scoring team, but you're the second highest scoring team. You beat the other by and you beat, you know, the, the other team that advanced. You're like, this blows. Yeah, <laughs> like, <I just> <laughs> yeah it's super frustrating. You're like, yeah. I like, I like the way you do it, Pete. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, let's set up our, our sweats for tonight. This is again probably the the least amount of enthusiasm or commentary on who we dialed up. It's just like I think by far the least. I think by far. He floated a kicker. It made the core Uh, (laughs) with no pushback. With no pushback, we immediately slotted into the core. I floated this Devontae Adams rivals move. We settled on the the right rival. Uh, We both liked Gerald Everett. Pete floated Easton Sticks rushing, citing some college numbers that I hope he was right about because I never, I never checked them. Uh, and it's like that sounds good. And then Ben came in and was like, "Hey, sorry, just got done with stealing bananas, but uh, this sounds great. See you on the show." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm really glad I don't have to look at this game." Well, and I, you know, I've been trying to like figure it out of why. I mean, obviously, a better game is more fun, but I think when we were doing pickums earlier in the year, when guys are healthier, we have both quarterbacks is like, you can play out a certain game scenario and tell yourself this fun story and then root for that. When you're doing this, you just kind of feel like you're Indiana Jones, like dodging all of these obstacles. And it's just like, <laughs> this thing might happen, but this not, and it's just like, this isn't fun. <laughs> like no. I, I don't the like only, these games. The only vague thing that popped up for me was, Eckler's receiving because stick did seem to check down a lot, but it was like juice way up too. That was like the only, like the only player that yeah. like matters. And it was, it was like four and a half. His completions were 19 and Eckler's was four and a half his reception. So it was like, okay, he has to catch what a quarter of his passes uh, of, of his yeah. completions. I mean, that's like as the running the back. First like, thing, the first thing I went to was to see if we could do anything with the Raiders running game, but Josh Jacobs hadn't been declared out yet. 
it seemed like very likely he would be, but he hadn't yet. So they didn't have anything up. Um, so that also kind of took away an angle that I liked on yeah. the game. Uh, so we got Easton Stick rushing. We got Cameron Dick kicking. <laughs> that's, that's how you wind up here. <laughs> they did end up putting Zamir White in the lobby. We had already locked our stuff. Uh, also, we, we dodged another bullet last week with Parker because I was going to float an under on Donald Parham uh, because the Raiders have been good against tight ends. We were already kind of going to be under on Everett. Well, Parham ended up getting scratched. So I'm really good we did not include him uh, in the core. <laughs> we met yeah. one? What is the payout on one? <laughs> yeah, down to one. Oh, I don't man. even know. They just like we had a core get scratched last week too. That would have been a tough one two weeks in a row. So we got we we have a core that's that's stuck together this week. We got that going for us. Oh, for some yeah, reason, it, I added Parm to the Parker one in my mind. That, that's why I was talking about the one. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the Zamir number that I saw was like sixty point five rushing yards, which seemed pretty. There we healthy. go. And also, Devonte cooking. Let's yeah, go. let's go. There we go. Starting that uh that rivals there off pretty nice yeah so the idea of the rivals right we wanted to take we liked the some of the unders on the passing stuff for the chargers but uh it's not a very fun sweat to take under gerald everett 29 and a half yards that's just a brutal sweat so what this the rivals works out to based on Devonte adams line um which was 40 which was 69 and a half Right. So you take the adjustment, you remove the adjustment that leaves 27. So it's like it's a lower under that you're getting on Everett 27 instead of 29 and a half or 28 and a half. I think it was. But you're pay you're basically like paying a yard and a half for the, the upside of Adams to like bear, like really clear this adjustment, I think. So, you know, like of the two players, Adams clearly has like he's the guy who go for a lot of yards. And Everett this so. season has been so TD or bust. He hasn't cleared 50 yards receiving all game. So my thought all year was even if he has like a decent game, like a 40, 45 yeah. yard game, Adams can still get right. there with just a and pretty he, okay game. He's already at 32 right. on this first drive on the two catches. Yeah. They just showed that. The chat also noticed this, the ones that are watching the game. They just ran a little out better to Jacoby Myers. The DB just tackled Myers. The refs were like, we don't care about this game either. We're not throwing a flag. <laughs> that was the biggest DP I have ever seen. And an isolation route, like a very clear out pattern. He just hooks his back shoulder. Like that's 100% <laughs> of the time a penalty. I don't even know what I just watched. So funny. Uh Pat Pat floated one of the linebackers, and I'm like, I'm sure it's sharp, but it's just not a fun sweat. <laughs> well, so Eric Kendricks, we we looked at, um, or I looked at, I guess, and uh, he he didn't strike me as all that fun. I mean, he was um, he didn't get there last week when they Is were that losing. mayor. Yeah, oh, that's mayor baby. Let's go down to the two. I should pull up our uh, our five leg, which includes. Uh, Includes Mayor. Yeah. It's Mayor and O'Connell. Yeah. So the five leg, obviously the same as the core. O'Connell is in... cooking for that. Yeah. For 203. Actually, he's already at like this. Yes. He's already at at least 50. I want to say maybe 60 on this drive. Yes. And so, uh, what am I doing here? Um, O'Connell, 203.5 passing yards. We took the higher correlated with Michael Mayer over 19 and a half. I mean, Mayer had cleared this number really easily uh, the two weeks previous to the insane game against 
the Vikings, which I feel like you can kind of just throw out from a splits perspective, just because it was a historically low scoring game. Um, so I, I kind of like how this is shaping up from a correlation angle. I got another funny, yeah, me too. no one cares. <laughs> another funny, no one cares about this game thing. If you go to ESPN, I, I I'm still a, an ESPN box score donkey, probably because my fan, main fantasy leagues have been on there for, for so many years. They don't even have the box score up yet. I've never seen this. We're seven minutes into the game. They don't have the stats started yet. They like the guy working the page is asleep. I really like ESPN for for their schedule page. I think that's really nice. But I've been going to Yahoo for my box scores recently. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I use the Yahoo app for my box scores. Although it was tweaking go. the other day when I was in Miami on Sunday checking the scores and it was showing the entire season box scores for every player, like how many yards. They have, yeah. I, just to note on kind of the the game that we envisioned here, right? Because like normally you take like um, three pass catchers and the quarterback. That's like a shootout script. So you'd want to like bring guys along on the other side. But this is not like these numbers were so low that it was basically like the Raiders are okay and the Chargers are horrible. Like that's that's right. the game we're playing. We could have added on some Zamir White stuff. I would have liked to do that, but we was too early, like I said. So we had to play it through the passing game. So it's not like we were against playing this through the running game as well, but that just wasn't really available to us. I kind of like how it correlates to if like the Raiders get out to a big lead, that really starts to lower Cameron Dicker's, you know, kicking points. Not that Staley <laughs> could play scared. But it's like if they're down two touchdowns or something, you can't just kicker in the core is so sick, man. (laughs) And I don't mean sick good. I mean, well, I I looked at that one and I I went and double checked the team total. I'm like, they have a 15.75 team total. Dicker hasn't cleared this in three games, and that was with Justin Herbert at quarterback. And now they're road dogs with a 15 point team total. It's like, come on. No, no, this is beautiful. I love it. It's just crazy that it's in the core, like the (laughs) kicker problem. It's like, what are we doing? How about this? If you would, if I would have showed you a screenshot of our core, you know, back when we were talking with Underdog in August about doing this show, and if I said this is going to be your core on Thursday night, December, would you have said, "All right, let's just not do this this whole"? Yes, yes. (laughs) If you, you, I would have said, "What week is it? Week week thirteen? Week 14? You're like, "No, this is the first week of the fantasy playoffs." Yeah. We're done. No. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on this whole season. <laughs> out on this whole idea. <laughs> Something went horribly wrong. Because what I would have thought is like, man, we've been missing every pick, so now we're down to just like doing kicker props because we can't get anything right. Like that's what. Oh I'm god, <laughs> that's true. Oh man. And then yeah, you know, just the fact that you see giveaway do we have tonight, by the way. Uh, two hundred. We got it two weeks ago. That was the week where yeah. we like. We were we, we were so close to everything. Rico, Rico Dowdle, yeah, yeah. Well, Rico Dowdle then had a really nice game last week, so we were just a week early on the Rico Dowdle for all the money. That was brutal because that was like four different. The halftime ones were dependent on him. Everything was dependent on Rico Dowdle. We could have brought in, and then I rang the bell anyway. We did hit our core that night. Just that was the only thing we hit. We had like six things live. Yeah, because we're we're men of the people. All right, That's this right. is a fun game because the chat's all talking about Zamir White. You know, what if he's the guy you need here? I'm, I'm pulling up our guy Patrick's uh, BBMDB leaderboard here. How many 
Zamir White teams do you think there are that advanced to the best ball mania playoffs? And I'll tell you this. How many, teams, how many teams advanced? Yeah, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you how many shares of him were drafted. 38,709 Zamir White teams okay. were drafted. 38,000. But how many how many uh, teams advanced? Yeah, total. I, exactly. Like, how many shares are you competing with if you show up with a Zamir White? No cheating if you're in the chat and already looked this up. Uh, I had a guess of six ninety. How many? I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say. With thirty eight thousand teams. Here, I'll give you one more benchmark. I will tell you how many Raheem Mostert shares there are because he was like the playoff yeah, that's winner. Um, <clears throat> Raheem Mostert, I'm refreshing here. Come on. Is on 24,051, and he was drafted in nearly 100% of contests, so 56,442 total shares of Mostert. Almost uh, 42% of those advanced, 24,051 Mostert. So how many Zamir White shares do you think there are? And for Zamir, there's 56,000 that were drafted total for Mostert. You said there was like 35 for Zamir? Yes, so he was okay. not drafted. Well, in ever tackle him. Ever got some yards. Um, I'll say there's 4,500 Zamir teams. You said 25,000 for Mostert? Mm -hmm. Wait, I thought there was 35,000 Zamir teams drafted. Correct. And 25 25 advanced. There's two numbers. There were almost as many Mostert teams that advanced as there were Zamir White shares drafted. All right, I, I, I understand. 4,500 is my guess. I'm going to say, I'll say uh, 3,000. All right, you guys are in very close proximity. The chat is way under here. Uh, there are 4,818 Zamir White shares. Wow, good guess, Pat. Yeah. You were like 300 away. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I just gave it a 12% advance rate. I was like, exactly. you know, it's not yeah. going to tank your team. You, what was his actual advance rate? 12.4. Well, it was 12.4. Yeah. 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 So There's the sack in the It's not going to tank your team. It's just it's not helping. Raiders recover. Beautiful. Raiders got it. Wow. Let's see how many shares I have. I want to say I took him a couple times. Oh, zero of eight. Couldn't get a Zamir White team oh, through. No. What a fish. You are third and eight points behind. Click on that one that was in third right there. We got to see really how close you got. Like this? Yes, we got it. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh. oh, and this team's good otherwise. You got Purdy, you got Laporta, and Hawkinson at tight end. Dude, if this not isn't one of my best ball breakfast rooms, I don't know what is. Walker at 6'4", Sanders at 7'9", Montgomery at 8'4". This team this boys did this to me. Yeah. Damn, Kirk in the 10th. You got DJ Moore, Debo, Adams, AJ Brown. You got two really good tight ends. If Kirk stays healthy, this team actually has legs, like legit legs. <laughs> Gretch is roster baiting over what my fault. Do a dead, do a dead BBM team. Guys, this is my first time actually like monitoring this stuff because I, I drafted 100 teams this year and I've it's been it's a whirlwind. Like I haven't I, I know about the 
the redacted bit from last year where it was like, don't do this. And it was like from the year prior, everyone, I'm two years behind. I'm doing the year <laughs> prior thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm Ross debating about dead teams. It's fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about roster baiting, we should uh, we should talk about a couple of our uh, high stakes teams. I know we'll, we'll get into some more of those with Steph on the overall portfolio. To be clear, our, our uh, advancing high stakes teams. Advancing. Yeah. I, I, I did a little <laughs> roundup for my newsletter tomorrow, and Steph had done a roundup too, but I mean, just an awesome year for us on the whole. We had seven total main event teams, and we have three league titles in a second place out of that um primetime four teams one league title in a second place won the $2,500 super league with leone in third place in the silver bullet i mean an insane insane year across our high stakes portfolio yeah really cool seriously <laughs> and then what is what do we have in the leone what's at stake for us in the next three weeks of the leone league i believe it's money 14k at, at, at the top for that yeah. one we we did drop down to the twenty five hundred dollar buy in the last couple of years. It's been five and ten k's. I think it's fourteen k for first place. We we swept the regular season for that points and record for twenty five hundred each for five k total, and then have a shot at fourteen k more. Is that for again? Total that is Mary against. I think he's over. Wasn't it nineteen? He's already over. It was nineteen, 19 and yeah. a half. Yeah, he must have got there. There. Yeah. He's a 23, so that hit. Boom. So, yeah, we got good good stuff happening there, good stuff happening across the portfolio. One of the things I mentioned to you guys that um, I kind of want to talk about, and I've, I've kind of hit on this a little bit, like thought through it in past years, um, but I've never really been able to articulate it particularly well. But it's a the sprint for anyone who's actually oh oh, oh he bobbled it he oh. bobbled it that's gonna get overturned no. on review no he got it back I think he got the feet back in I don't think he did uh, we'll see but uh, the three week sprint is really unique and I think part of the reason this what I'm gonna talk about doesn't get talked about a lot is most of it is the high stakes grinders a lot of them don't do a ton of content or share a lot of their ideas there's not I don't think a, a like it's not a huge contest we got to get the other angle it leaks out there okay oh is that did he Steve, man he might not have dragged i think that he's good foot. i think he's good that one he, might he gets he gathers while he still has his foot down for a split it's a, only a split second he might have still had that down yeah i mean i was worried because he definitely didn't drag he didn't That's drag I, yeah yeah but I think he had time. his foot here at this angle show. One. Oh, it's so that, close. Yeah, he got it. They need to freeze that, it. Oh, it's so it close. Here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't Maybe drag. I forgot to mow the lawn in the end zone there. They need to read. It's when you just, yeah. I think he had it I, with his foot down. This is where I'm at. I think by yeah. the letter of the law, it's yeah. not a catch, but they should give it to him. No, he was still dragging it. I think actually, I think Pat's right. It was still kind of his toe. When he lifted that back foot on that last angle, his toe hit because you saw his foot kind of wobble. Yeah. I think that 
I think that actually was kind of like tapped his toe for a second, and I think it was after he he gathered it. All right, let's get back on track, Gretch. Yeah. What were you talking about? With- <laughs> let's get um, back on track. He said as they talked about the game. <laughs> we're, no one cares. we're talking about the, it's a great point so the idea is it's a three-week sprint you don't have this opportunity in other formats and we all know about the ideas of getting unique and of of um of having you know contrarian levers to pull in those things from dfs from from best ball there's all of these things i've often tried to compare this to dfs i don't think i've done a good job I, what I thought about this year was what you guys have done such great work on with uh, best ball. Pete, obviously, you doing all the week 17 work. Pat, I remembered your piece where you're like, you want to wake up like you're in week 17. And yeah. the idea of you've got to draft like you're right and you have to think like you get all of these things right. And I'll go back to the year that this these thoughts all sort of, sort of formulated for me. And this isn't like to, to break, but I want to, that's what I'm most intimately knowledgeable about is the year that I got 19th in, in 2020. I had Diggs and Kamara, and they became the guys you needed. And before Kamara had the six TD game, in it was week 16 then, but it was the final week. It was all Henry teams at the top, Derrick Henry. And then Kamara has a six TD game, and all the Kamara teams went to the top. And that was on Thursday night football. And so then on Saturday, I convinced my co-managers, we sat rookie J.K. Dobbins, who had been really good and had been our, our last flex the first two weeks, 15 and 16, for Jeff Wilson, who like no one had, we picked him up on the last waiver run. This was also the two kicker year. He's the guy we picked up instead of a second kicker. We started him in week 16 intentionally because a lot of the other Camara teams that were near the top had JK Dobbins, even though Dobbins clearly projected for more because you could tell yourself a story based on what Wilson was facing that week, that he could be the, the guy. He had like a 27 point game. Dobbins had like a 13 point game that in addition to Camara and Diggs hitting, propelled us into the top 20. And so the idea is if you, if you plan for waking up and you're right, and your main core guys are the Kamara and Diggs guys you had to have that the ancillary pieces, it's actually a game theory flaw to think you're going to start the same lineup all three weeks because you're not pulling levers on other people. If you have adequate depth, if you have good players on your bench, you can actually make these moves with, because somebody else might have the Diggs, Camara, and the Dobbins, right? There were other teams yeah. that had those three. You're not contrarian. But if you if you make a contrarian lineup spot that is two weeks of Dobbins and one week of Jeff Wilson, that's not a lever anyone else can pull, right? And if you get that right, you do have to get a lot of things right, obviously. They let the, t- the touchdown stand. But if you pull that lever intentionally, play a guy that is even you think doesn't score as well, but because of it allows you a unique differentiation that you can't get in any other kind of fantasy contest. The ability to Frankenstein a roster position across three weeks. It's like in DFS, if halfway through a game, you're at the top and everyone in the top 10 has a guy who scored three TDs in the first half and you could switch out for his teammate for the second half of that game, you know, like in the afternoon window. And I, I mean, it's it's a really unique thing in these three-week sprints, but we have that one team for our mini-sodes that we've talked a lot about that's awesome. It has seven really good receivers. And I was telling you guys, I think as we go through this three-week sprint, we should intentionally not start the same four receivers all three weeks. Whatever you know decisions we make, we should make it a point to try to accurately pick the spike weeks. Yeah, We might be wrong, but if you get that right, then no one else who had those players that went off can match what you actually did with those high scores when you get the puzzle pieces right as well. You, yeah, you especially have something have, very unique. 
We have CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and D.K. Metcalf. Now, we also have Jordan Addison and Deontay Johnson. You could maybe, you know... Yeah, they're less... I guess guys are a tier below. But yeah. I think the the Metcalf part of it, that's that's our lever, I think, is Metcalf. When yeah. do we start Metcalf? We should start Metcalf at least once during this three weeks because he's got a big ceiling. And then what we probably would want to do, and this gives me a little bit of anxiety, but... We probably want to start him this week. It's the nut matchup. Right. So we probably want to bench a 49er. We have to get the 49er call correct is and, what you have to do. And I'm, oh, man. I've already... It's really hard to do, and I like it. Shut, so shut up. This is This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I I really Let's like the way they played it in the, in the regular season. Pete, you you were the one who really drove it early on, and it was such a great call because you know the Niners are going to score, and it's great for regular season and for building where getting where we want to go to have both those guys in the lineup. It's the floor; one of them is going to do well, and the ceiling is last week. They both had over 125 yards; they were awesome together. But to differentiate from people who have like purdy double stacks, right? We probably should sit one of them and hope that's the one of three weeks they have a bad week and hit on a DK Metcalf. Although this is a great matchup for them too. This is the week where they roll against Arizona. Yeah, right? they're gonna roll, they're gonna roll the Cardinals. So to me, I, I think I agree with everything you're saying, and I think it's a really, really sharp way to think these through. My kind of two comments onto that were you apply this level of game theory you ratchet it up each week right because then you have more information with what yes. your opponents have and you apply that and then the other thing would be is that i think you could extend it almost even to kind of the the running back stuff right where it's basically like you said for dfs if i told you two guys project exactly the same and one was going to be rostered 50 percent and the other was going to be rostered five, you would play the 5% guy every single time. And yeah. so I do think there's some of these spots like this of like, I don't know, like I'm not saying to bench Raheem Mostert, but I'm just saying if him and Jalen Warren projected identically in this example, and every single team who showed up to the playoffs had Raheem Mostert, like that would be a spot you would play Jalen Warren because you could handicap a large chunk of the field in those events where Mostert has and a down game. And to your point about waiting to pull the lever, I think it's a great point because what, what we'll get information as well is not just who all showed up to the playoffs with the teams, but who are the contending teams. If we're if we're right yeah. through the 15 and 16, but Mostert scored really well for those two weeks, we'll be sitting there looking at Mostert on a lot of those teams or scored decently, right? Like not so well that we can't justify benching him because I, I don't think you want to bench your stars. I mean, that's like, that's just wrong probably, but there are scenarios where you can look at it and go, like the J.K. Dobbins one's a good one. He was a, a rookie running back who came on late and had a couple solid games, and so he was definitely littering those top teams. He was up there. People who had Dobbins because he had been giving us some running back points, but he also was justifiably benchable, and he had like a – I still remember he had 13 points that week, and it was like that's what we thought was the risk, so, so to speak, was that he didn't have like a huge ceiling – and it was worth going after the ceiling on the Wilson play. And he had like 27 or something. And, you know, you get this big gap. And it, it helped us pass several Dobbins teams, like a, like a handful of I mean, teams. On this team, it won't be this week, but Chase Brown's that that Jeff Wilson yeah, lover. man. If we get it. God, he's yeah. a fun piece to have on, on yeah. these for the spring. Yes. He's a huge lever to pull in week seven. I mean, if you, if, 
if we need to put Chase Brown over Mostert in week uh, yeah. 17 or something, I'm game. <laughs> you know, so if the, if I, I do up. think I do think I am going to push. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, he is dealing. Man. Steph, did you play him? Steph's in the chat. She was thinking yeah, about Steph's going to go crazy here. I think she played him because a second ago she was saying she cared about that DPI. Yeah. Let's go. Um, the Oh, what I was going to oh, say. No, not this week. I gave you bad advice on that. What I, I was going to say is um, the other thing to remember, and now this is kind of going, not saying to not pull the uniqueness levers. This is almost a separate conversation of not setting your lineup scared. Like we know how top heavy this contest is, right? We know how thin the margins are. Like every point is going to matter. And Debo and Ayuk in their 95th percentile outcomes are negatively correlated. We've seen these massive Debo games result into relatively down games for Brandon Ayuk. And like we're going to need near perfection to win a million dollars here and like nailing the correct Niners wide receiver while DK Metcalf does what he did on Thursday night a few weeks back. Like that's how you build that juggernaut. We're in the regular season in a head to head. Just give me the concentrated bet on the Niners. I'll take those 45 points. However, I can get them. But in this sprint, I want the 30 ball from both guys. Yeah. And so the, yeah. the one thing that counter argues the point about waiting to get more information is I do think if you go to the end of it and you look back the point about it's probably suboptimal to play the same lineup all three weeks. So if we don't actively decide to do DK in week 17, regardless, like if we're, if we're waiting and then making a decision later, then one of our options is playing the same lineup the whole three weeks. So it's almost like from the beginning, you should be deciding what is the week that you're not going to play the same lineup. Like we can see all mm. the, although there could be injuries, there could be other things that, you know, in like, it, it, there's a, a, other reasons to not do it week 15 because it could like I, you could get banged up in week 16 and then it makes our decision for us in week 17. Right. He could have two great games, get hurt late week 16. And it naturally happens for us to just play DK over IU in week 17 and everyone else who had two great games from IU that's near the top. Don't get him in week 17. Right. Like there are, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a mind fuck to think through how to actually apply it, but I do feel from a game theory standpoint that it's pretty clear but when you well, have I think the way, like we do, you want to you want to utilize it. You want to utilize it, and I think that the best way to apply it, like <clears throat> if we have, if Geno Smith is back, especially, um, and then we've got DK Metcalf in a matchup with this pass funnel Eagles defense, like, and we know we probably want to try to because DK Metcalf, I don't know his advance rate off the top of my head for this, but like it's can't be like as high as Debo and Ayuk's. So this, I mean, it's, it's not like, I don't think you'd want to be overthinking it, but at the same time, if you have a really high upside player who you drafted really highly and is really good, like DK Metcalf and a good matchup and you feel like I'd still rather start both of the 49ers guys, which is how I feel. It's like fighting that maybe, and at least thinking through like, well, is this going to lead to a situation where I end up starting both 49ers wide receivers for three straight weeks and the odds that they both are the guys you need over a three-week period isn't that high? Right. Right. And there'll be other teams that will be there with you <clears throat> if they do. But if you, you know, if you, like if we bench Not a ton you, of teams would have both, I would say, right? 
like it's probably an advantage for us to have both if we can capture them both going off like once like ideally we get that once we correctly pick it pick which one it is a couple other times i bet a lot of people didn't stack it but i bet of the people who did a good amount made it because that, that would have been a yeah. It would have been a good strong, and you probably went Purdy too in most cases, which we almost did. We were going to, but we had other QB, uh, you know, uh, values that became available for us. Um, that is funny to think back through as well, though, because Purdy was like a whole part of our plans, and then we got two of like two rounds behind ADP, and Gino like four rounds behind ADP, and they were yeah. both stacked too. Or no, Tua wasn't stacked. We took Tua on Scott. You can see here poster. in the projections. Yeah. Uh, Debo, it's a good thing we got two because two got us on monster. Yeah, <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. Team level correlation can work out that way. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just looking at the early projections. Uh, Leone's got Debo 15.3, Ayuk 15, and DK Metcalf 14. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have some interesting. It's gonna be I, a I they have AJ Brown it. and CD Lamb at? <clears throat> uh, he has those two as one, two. Uh, of the week, they're yeah, you like to see that Tw- 21.4 for Lamb, 19.7 for AJ Brown. You like to see that. The other thing, too, to your point, like you think about you know what a massive advance rate guy Tyree Kill is in this contest. Like, if he you know, it seems like he'll, he'll probably gut it out and play, but injury, tough matchup. Like, if you get a muted Tyree Kill week, that could be pretty good. God, Gerald Everett's sure. a dust ball, catches it, fumbles it. Um, but yeah, I think it's some really fun stuff to to think through and a luxury to have such we, firepower we, at wide receiver. We have a team that has so many good options that it's easy to apply this concept and think about it. I also think, and I think it's probably more the case when you don't have a good team to intentionally do this, or you you have a weak roster spot and it's the last flex. And if you get a hit in that last flex for week 15, it's hard to then sit them for week 16. You're telling yourself, oh, now we found something. We found lightning in a bottle. We needed this last flex to be good. But it's probably the case that you want to go away from that player the very next week because anyone else who has that player also did well that week. Um, And your team's maybe not good enough otherwise to, to get there. So you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle when your team's weaker, it's a little different when your team's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll just be so much easier to look through the scoreboard uh, after this week and see who you're, who you're chasing. And we should also check the overall kind of like roster ownership percentages. Like to me, if, if it was something crazy, like, I don't know, Debo was on, 35% advancing teams and DK Metcalf was on like 10%. To me, I would be willing to sacrifice, you know, a point in projection. Yeah, that's that's one of the ways to do it too, right? If, yeah. if I Uke is maybe way less owned than De- than Debo. Yeah. Then you, then that would be a reason to just be like, well, if we're pulling this lever, maybe we just pull it on the guy. Uh and I'm telling know. you, we're not gonna like the spot for Metcalf. No as good as we like it here i mean at home versus i mean literally the worst well, secondary in football right i mean yeah and, and team you have to pass on a lot as the well. only <clears throat> the only potential counter there is uh is gino cleared it might be drew Locke, and then we might actually get right i thought we i said gino's back at practice today okay 
Okay. I got to double check that, but I thought I saw that. Because with yeah, Locke, he did have a long TD it. with Locke. Yeah. He had a long TD he, with Locke, but he only had two catches in that game last week. Against no, you feel way better if it's Gino. He got in a limited uh, practice today, okay. had full pads uh, cool. going. They're talking about it being a two-week injury, and it happened on like Thursday of last week. So apparently it's only a one-week injury, though. This game <laughs> is just going to be a disaster. The Raiders came out gunning. Kind of love it. 21 in the first quarter. So wow. this Gerald Everett thing is already super annoying. I know. I wish we – because we we talked about doing it with Quentin Johnston. It was kind of a coin flip, and we are like, I guess Everett. But the good news is this – you already would have lost it if it was the under. I know. That's yeah. why the, the solo under was just – whereas all we need is like one bomb from Adams, and it already flips it back. Right. But, it, yeah, it's not ideal. I'll pull it up here. It's at – And game yeah, script-wise, it's, it's annoying. Adams is. He has 26 and a half, right? Yeah. Adams getting to 31 in the first quarter. You're like, man, this is 150 yard game potentially. And then, but they're up 21 0 is the issue. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. What we need is that Easton stick, 75 yard rushing touchdown, just channeling Lamar Jackson. Guys, <laughs> I have a. Decent clip of Jacoby Myers advancing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five five of my twenty-six advancing teams have Jacoby. Nice. Should check mine. Yeah, oh. he was I mean, he was pretty key. If you're taking a receiver in that spot, especially the way that you draft, Pat, it probably means you didn't allocate as much receivers to that window from like round five to round nine that didn't really hit. None of those upside guys hit. And you did probably allocate it to some of those running backs who were hitting, you know. A lot of right. those teams yeah. probably, probably have some good running backs, maybe a good QB, even an elite QB. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. The, my best one, this is the one that finished uh, top top 1,000 in the tournament. It has uh, Hertz, uh, Hertz and A.J. Brown, but then it has a – uh, CJ Stroud backdoor stack with Tank Dell and Nico Collins, which stings, but it also has Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. So hopefully they can get there together nice. in this new. The, this the, uh, the one I, I don't have as many as you. I just I have only two of eight of my Jacoby, but I just noticed this is one of my teams with Sean. And this is like the uber low advance rate team. This is the team that Liam would get just hard for. Cup, <laughs> D. Oh, nice. Higgins, Dotson, Pickens. Friar Muth, and then it also has all the fun guys coming on. Uh, Cook, Achan, Spears, Chase Brown. And Chase Brown. Yeah. Wow. The Ramondre stings, but other and obviously Pickett, but I think with Purdy and Howell, you're fine. Um, it's a pretty fun, like nobody has this collection of guys. No, that's great. I um, found a fun Kobe. Kobe one. It's a it's an Anthony Richardson team, but it's got Dak. Uh, it's hyper fragile with CMC, Tony Pollard, Brees Hall, and Kendra Miller. So it's super hyper fragile. Come on, Kendra. What? Uh, <laughs> it's four tight end build: Laporta, Taysom, Mayer, and Woods. It's up there. Uh, the Ringers, Danny Kelly. If you're wondering uh, how this companion stream going, we are reviewing our best ball teams. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's like the best kind of content, right? Just talking about your fantasy teams. People love it. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's what that's I, that, I've um, heard. They, they're big fans. By people, it means us. Yeah. I mean, 
and you you have so many fantasy teams to talk about. I mean, I saw a screenshot of you had 12 teams in one league. Is that true, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this, uh, for people that don't know, I, I was moaning about how in fantasy leagues, when people don't have like their real names as their their team name, I'm like the like the one person who doesn't like funny pun names in fantasy leagues because I don't know who I'm ever dealing with or like trading with or trying to figure out who I'm playing. And all my great coworkers decided to just troll me by everyone is now Danny Kelly or some version of Danny Kelly in the league. So <laughs> you literally have no idea who you're playing at any given time. Um, I've, I've talked which, to like, which one of these is you? Can you, I've been six. I'm the real Danny Kelly. Okay. The real. I, snuck the I like how you're your, not Danny Kelly. I mean, that would have been my guess. I know someone stole, I think that was maybe Solak stole my, uh, stole my like, photo from the ringer which hasn't been updated since like 2016 that was when i had hair back then um but yeah so it's it's super annoying because you literally never know who you're playing unless you're playing kiara so two danny Danny. two kelly the the last four names are pretty amazing yeah Yeah. uh danny if you ever need a content idea jack is screaming i would watch danny kelly talk about all 34 of his dynasty teams all day you want you want to do that podcast (laughs) that's my boy that's my boy jack he's uh he's on our team at the ringer um yes i'll i would love to talk about it uh heifetz always scolds me if i'm uh, talking about dynasty too much because it's you know just a little in the weeds especially yeah. when i'm in like 20 leagues but but yeah love dynasty dynasty is like my number one thing there you go are you getting hyped for this draft class coming up oh yeah super exciting um it feels like there's going to be a million receivers in this next class um, how many running backs right yeah i think there's it's probably going to be like it doesn't seem like there's gonna be any first round running backs and um either the real draft or in dynasty rookie draft, potentially uh, Arthur Smith. Okay, it's not like we desperately <laughs> How dare you, sir? He actually would do that. If we were saying that he's just like, wants to go against the grain. He wants to go right. fantasy. Yeah. Pros. He's just, you know, wants to piss us off. But, um, but yeah, like elite tight end Brock Bowers in in theory, uh, as yeah. long as he doesn't go to the Falcons and then, you know, <laughs> three or four quarterbacks maybe and then a bunch of receivers that i think are going to be really good i love like i already love like three or four of these guys in the receiver position what is what uh, we want to i want to talk more about that but what are the odds that arthur smith gets fired what's what's your like I, it's like the only thing i want from this year i know <laughs> i don't know all i want like, for christmas is somebody to lose their job it doesn't feel like Clip they're going to fire him because it's not, I, I feel like they're, he's not going to get blamed for having bad quarterback play. You know what I mean? Like right. he's been kind of given this uh, situation with bad quarterbacks and he's done the best that he could. I think this is what like the GM or whoever's going to be telling themselves about, about the situation. Um, even though if I'm the GM of that team, I ha- I very, I'm curious very much like, what the dynamic is there. It's like, dude, I got you Drake London. I got you Kyle Pitts. I got you Bijan Robinson. And you just absolutely, it's almost like you're trolling me. You don't use them <laughs> as much as you like, what, what do we do? Like there's a, it seems from the outside looking in, like there's just this massive disconnect. Um, but yeah. maybe there's not, I don't know. Like I haven't heard any rumblings of, of him getting fired, but obviously like from a fantasy point of view, it would be pretty sweet. Arthur Smith's like answering that that conversation. He's like, dude, you you got me the best player. They're the best decoys. Everyone thinks the ball is going to you. Don't I mean you did your job so well. Everyone right. wants to guard them, and I can throw to Johnny Smith. It's amazing. Uh, Are we sure we want 
Arthur Smith to be fired. And I know the reasons that, because I kind of do want him to be fired, but <laughs> where does Justin Fields go next year? Because him going to the Falcons is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like they would run the ball with him. Like they love running the ball. Like they Wait, would what actually Justin get Fields used the way going to Atlanta have to do with Arthur Smith? Yeah. Fired? It could do without Arthur Smith. Because my thing with Fields is that most of these coaching staffs, they're like, cool, you're doing great. You're really running the ball well. Uh, you're hitting throws downfield. Now, this week we're going to try putting you in a West Coast dropback offense and uh, don't run. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> like I, I'm so sick of that. I just want a coach who wants to run a Justin Fields type offense. And I think Arthur Smith does. Yeah. Uh, that would be like a really nice consolation prize if he does stay. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah. like, uh, at least I would be able to use all my Justin Fields shares finally. It, it, actually, I'm like getting very optimistic about him again i'd like the the course of the season i feel is like a roller coaster ride a little bit with fields because there was a time there in the beginning where it looked pretty freaking bleak like i was like man i took him like third in drafts like you know i'm just like starting to really realize this is like a potential huge bust um but i don't know it feels like he's got some momentum now and he's like starting to finally look a little bit like the guy that was at ohio state in terms of a passer um so I'm kind of starting and for the, sec the second year in a row. He starts really poorly. And then the fantasy scoring just comes like in, in waves. Like it, it, yeah. it really improves. He has and, a really and, high and week both, ceiling. Yeah. Both, both times it was because they didn't use him on design runs early in the year. And then they just like started using him on design runs. Like you can just go look at his PFF game log yes. as, as design runs. And it's way better. I mean, it's, it opens well, everything yeah. else up, obviously. Yeah, no, of course. I this mean, has been like my contention, and and I have never played quarterback in the NFL, but um, what? I, I, <laughs> I, we got catfish. Why, why, why do we bring him on? QB, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not Colt McCoy. Um, oh, but yeah, it. no, I think it's like uh, the way I look at it, the way I kind of envision it is like sort of, you know how you get like a, a streaky shooter, like a few layups, a few free throws or whatever, and then they can start to like settle down mm -hmm. instead of coming off the bench and chucking up threes and just bricking the first one then you never get like in a in a rhythm that's how i feel like the bears wanted to use fields and I, I pat maybe you mentioned it's like come in and just run like a west coast offense like don't run like why are you doing this like give him some opportunities to get in the flow of the game run yes. around a little bit get the juices flowing get the confidence of the teammates around you get some explosive plays you're way more likely to score a touchdown on a, play, on a, on a series or a drive where you have an explosive play like there's no reason not to run. I guess the only reason that I do get a little bit nervous with fields is he just seems to get clobbered like two or three times a game where it looks like he's, you know, going to have to go to the hospital. He gets like, right. hit so hard um, at times and it's not always on. He also runs. takes bad sacks. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's a, I, I understand from like the coaching point of view, not wanting to, him to get hurt. But I mean, I feel like at this point, you know, he's proven or shown so far. He's not going to be like a drop back passer, at least not yet. And so, you yeah. know, do this thing where you can get him in the flow of the game and get him confident, get the teammates like amped up, get the defense amped up. You know, it's like, it's just good for everybody. And so, yeah, it's, right. it's I never, me nuts. one of the things that's strange to me is like, you see this with the way teams are run where, where, you know, these teams are not like teams, they're people that are running the teams and the people are acting in their own best interest. And you right. see that a lot with the way the teams are run, but sometimes with the coaches, I'm like, you guys should really be acting in your own best interests more. Like, you know, you're not going to win a ton of games with Justin Fields, a drop back passer. So throw your system out and just be like, I'm going to run this dude as many times as I can get away with. <laughs> and like, yeah. 
if he gets like I'm probably getting fired no matter what. So like, <laughs> right. why don't I just run this guy? And they, you know, they, I don't know. Teams don't really tend to do that. I mean, it's yeah, it's mystifying to me sometimes. Like I truly like don't know what the plan is. You know what I mean? Like you, you sometimes you watch these teams and it's like it's it took him like a half a season or a season and a half to figure out that Justin Fields is like fast. Like what did what did you see at practice? Like was he just not <laughs> running around ever? Like did you never see him run? Um, <laughs> I kind of have like this joke on on our podcast that like outside of Tyree Kill and I there, science is probably not going to back me up on this, but like Justin Fields <laughs> is the fastest player in the NFL. Like, <laughs> he's so dynamic when he actually runs how like, do you not see that in practice it's crazy he's just took, insanely uh, fast like he, he it's like a he, muscle car you know i, I took his <laughs> full season rushing yards under and he missed some games and you're like all right you're gonna win it and then he came back running and you're like you're gonna lose this like i'm, I'm he's gonna do it in like 10 games like he uh, he, he gets loose and it's, he had like I mean, 18 rushes the other day i think yeah so that's crazy pretty- awesome to see obviously uh from a fantasy point of view but like again i think it's good for him developing overall too like i think it's honestly all good stuff for him just because you know confidence is such a big part of quarterback so danny what would your if you weren't coming on the show tonight what would your thursday night look like would you be parked <laughs> in front of the tv watching this game what, what what would you be doing no so the joys the the like the benefits of the technological era that we live in is i like switch between my laptop and my phone as I cook dinner and hang out with my four-year-old and walk around my house and do chores and like take out the recycling and do all this like other BS that like I can't park myself in front of a TV like when my kid is around it just doesn't really work so um, yeah yeah I just like switch between my devices it's actually kind of sweet like this is a new era I'll like have the game on my TV my computer and my phone like all at the same time it's pretty sweet but what I heard is that you weren't gonna miss an Easton stick drop back under any. <laughs> no, not at all. Easton uh, stick on on every screen. I wanted. I, I desperately wanted to see the Chargers' second and third string running backs and see what they could do here because, um, yeah, for whatever reason, the Chargers are the only team in the NFL that can't find a running back other than Osnick. Like. How do they not have like there's like the Bears have like six running backs that are good. I don't understand what what are well, the Chargers they, doing? They keep trying the same guys that aren't good. <laughs> like I don't they're the only team in the NFL. Like the Dolphins have like seven guys that they could call. And like if they, you told me Josh Kelly's been Austin Eckler's backup for six seasons, I think I would believe you. I don't yeah. I think that's probably accurate. Go Isn't call, it like, such a shame they didn't sign Rashad Penny so we could have drafted him even slightly higher yes. and then yeah. gotten the zeros? No, uh, it would have been zero. It would have been two. The penny three. thing is the most mystifying, like one of the most mystifying things about the season. I what feel. happened? He's good, right? Uh, so there was one run in the preseason um, that he kind of like got loose in the middle and like broke out to. I don't even know if you guys remember this, but like I remember being it being like a Rorschach test because like half of the people on Twitter were like, "Hell yeah, he looks awesome," and then the other half were like. Oh my God, he's dust. He's the slowest. Like he's fat. He's so <laughs> I slow. remember that. And I'm like, yeah. I thought he looked pretty good. Like that was awesome. Like you get him going. Uh, but maybe he's just like at this point, like the injuries have just caught up with him too much. I don't know what the deal is. One of the things that's a, a bummer about not getting to see any Rashad Penny is it, it just seems like DeAndre Swift has completely lost his burst and explosiveness. I remember that game. We did. We had a ship cast. It was that Thursday night game against the Commanders early in the year, and he looked shot out of a cannon 
on every run. And I just haven't seen that from yeah. him in weeks. Right. Uh, I don't have eyes for, for film grinding, but it just does not seem like the big plays have been there. I think this, I think you just nailed on the, like on the head exactly why the lions wanted to move on from him is because just the durability over a season is th- like, these guys are human beings. And when you get banged up and you get hit a lot, like it just wears your body down. And I think like, from my perspective, the biggest thing that they had, the issue that they had is he was like always banged up. You know, he it's like availability is the best ability. Like he just couldn't stay on the field consistently. And I think that was why they gave up with him because talent has sort of never been his issue. Like early no. in the season, like totally agree with you. He looked incredible, like especially those first couple of weeks. Um, you know, he was just running around creating explosive plays. But yeah, the last few weeks, I, th- I think the game script has definitely been an issue with him the last three weeks because they've been trailing. I don't have like the number in front of me, but I bet they've been trailing like 85% of the time. Um, and I was talking to Nate Tice about this today, actually, like they don't trust him in pass pro. I don't think very much. And so when there's situations where they know they're going to be passing, it's more like they bring Gainwell in and do that type of stuff. He's good in the passing game as a receiver, but not necessarily as a pass blocker. So um, we saw the Lions do that too, where they had like a three man committee going in his final year there, where they like, they bring Swift in for like design stuff, but then they think it was a Ty Johnson or, can't remember who it was, but they were mixing Craig, in a Craig Reynolds, back. maybe. Yeah, might have yeah. been Craig Reynolds. Yeah, in addition to Jamal, it was like Jamal early down, Swift design stuff, and then like a pass blocker. Yeah, um, but I don't know. It's like I, I still think he's good, but I'm with you. Like I think just the the wear and tear over a season, it really sort sort of has a different effect on different types of guys. Like the toughest guys are the ones that you know can play a full season and not really lose that burst. Do you guys think that's I think what's Godwin with Jack Moss right now? Maybe. Yeah. He definitely yeah, has sort of looked a little different. Um, and I think for him coming into the NFL out of Utah, wasn't that one of the issues too? Is like, he's just had a bunch of injuries in college. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, I think that adds up. I also think it's just, you know, variance probably like he had that touchdown called back. Um, right. Whoever they're playing, it can make a big difference. So um, I do think yeah. that that variance- thing is, Early is in the a year. legit thing. Like you see Chase Brown, right? Wasn't that the re- the fastest record? Fresh one? legs. Yeah, he, he was yeah. like 23 miles an hour or something like that. 22 and a half. He fast. looked so fast on that play. He looked Justin Fields fast. <laughs> like he was Yeah, yeah. 100%. He looked um, good. Yeah, just the juice really shows up. I think th- it's like that's like why having a few different running backs <clears throat> like throughout the season is pr- like you know, we hate it in fantasy, but like if I was a coach, I would do that. <laughs> I'd like rotate guys probably a little bit more than fantasy people want. Danny. Why not like, uh, I like the idea of just saving a Chase Brown for like the final like yeah. four weeks of the season. That's what like, the Eagles are doing Brown. with Rashad Penny, Pat. Oh, yeah, no, come on, man. Oh. Don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. I got to get, I got to get your opinion on something because we were going to have you on a couple weeks ago. You're a Seahawks guy. You got the sweet Seattle hat on we had uh some dallas fans on that week so instead we brought you on this week when nobody wanted to come on for this <laughs> stupid game <laughs> you being a seattle guy we didn't get an opportunity like the biggest thing i want to know is what is your take on jackson smith and jigba we've had some some heated jsn discussions on on this pod lately where yeah. are you at on him um i'm still optimistic i i can definitely understand like uh why people are upset or like concerned about it i've had a lot of people text me like my dad texted me the other day he's like i'd rather have zay flowers and i was like <laughs> oh no i was like well i kind of get that but also like i think in the in the seahawks offense like jsn 
is going to play the role, like play an important role for them. Like a guy's like a chains mover because they have DK Metcalf who is just like, you know, a ball of explosiveness. He's going to make his big plays, but he's not necessarily a guy they can target on third and four. And then they have Tyler Lockett, who I think is getting a little bit like older. He's not quite as, you know, dynamic, explosive. He's still good, but like not the same player he used to be probably. And so I always saw it. Like when I said this, when they drafted him, it was like, he's more of a 2024 player, I think like in their offense. Um, and so I think obviously it's been disappointing, especially early on when they just like had his, his a dot was like one or like yeah. half a yard or something like that. It was basically just like getting him in there to like, Hey, go, go catch a ball, get hit, you know, get used to this. Um, but I don't think they had him as like a big part of their game plan to start out because they had uh, DK and, and Lockett and, and they're so good in their 12 personnel groupings. Um, so it was like, from their point of view, it's like, we're really our best when we have two tight ends out there. You know, we're not giving away that we're passing or running. Um, they do a lot of stuff like in in that formation, in those looks, and they're just really good at it. So I think that was like a big part of early on. I think he's come on of late, but um, I understand I understand why people are are a little bit concerned about it. But end of the day, I'm I'm still very bullish on him. Nice. Where do you guys land? Do you think, oh, do, do you think Pete gets fired after the year? I gotta no, ask that too. No, no, he's here forever. I think if. There's a coaching change in Seattle. It'll be that Pete retires. Hmm. At least in the short term, like in the next few years. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think the, the ownership current ownership right now is like sort of in a, like a holding pattern because uh, Paul Allen's sister essentially has to sell the team within X amount of years. I don't know exactly. It's like, there's no like hard ev- or uh, like a hard report on like how long that is. I think it's been like speculated a couple different numbers, but um, yeah. So like, I think there's a little bit of a holding pattern. So she didn't really want to rock the boat too much and like do big changes in the meantime. Plus like Pete Carroll's like literally like two bad years in Seattle. So um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, I think it's like a Tomlin thing. Like he raises the, the floor a lot. Mm. Um you know, and like, I think is always going to have a competitive team, but I obviously from a fan point of view, it's like, you know, the defense sucks again. And you're supposed to be a defensive guy. Like what's going on. And they've sunk a lot of resources and draft capital into the freaking defense. And it's still terrible. So um, who yeah. calls the plays in Seattle? Shane Waldron, who is okay. a, um, he's like a McVay disciple. He, he was a coach for the Rams, like passing game coordinator for the Rams. One um, of the lesser known McVay disciples. Not, <laughs> this is not, this is not a John or a, a Peter here. We got, right. <laughs> yes. I think, I think he's like good. The dude um, at the end of the table at the last. Supper. Yeah. He's not, he was sitting <laughs> barely make him out of the painting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, will you pass the bread? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, how, you know, how kitchen like claims people that are on his tree, you know, McVeigh kind of forgets to mention that Waldron's part of the tree, <laughs> yeah. just when he's rattling them off. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think people are split on him. I think he has some, some good moments and some bad moments, clearly. But, um, I mean, making G- helping Gino turn into what Gino <clears throat> turned into last year is certainly like, I feel like a pretty impressive thing. Um, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know you can do this with a lot of teams. Like, I've done it with, like, picturing the Jags with, like, Mike McDaniel or Kyle Shanahan with that talent. But I think even, like, the Seahawks, too. It's like, imagine Kyle Shanahan or Mike McDaniel with that skill position group. Know, like, you know, things. It just seems like a an uninspired, uncreative way to utilize that talent. 
when I see it. Yeah, it's uh, there's I, I, I think play calling is one of those things. It's like number one, it's hard. It's it's really hard to do from like there's so many different things. Number one, like obviously designing plays, having an offense, having a philosophy, but it's like sequencing and mm -hmm. in-game adjustments based on like what you're seeing from the defense. Like there's only a few guys that are like truly really good at that. And then there's everybody else who's like, okay at it. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like quarterback. Honestly, it's like, it's like franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I feel like there's a few really elite play callers. Mm -hmm. And then there's just a bunch of other guys that are like pretty good and like can have a good day here and there. But um, aren't going to give your team like an edge every single time. Like Shanahan, it's like guys are wide open all the time. And I don't know how yeah. that he does that, but he just is well, he's so doing all this stuff. Where he's like, he's like showing you something a couple times and then he flips off of that. So you think you're getting this, then you get, you know, and he knows what you're thinking. He's like, yeah, you know, right. He, like it's, truly playing four dimensional chess with this stuff. It, it's because, wild how much goes into it. Yeah. It's crazy. What you were just saying. I mean, it, it's gotta be, really difficult i mean it, it's such a feel thing you can get that right in certain games but then you've put that on film that exact answer yeah, to mm -hmm. that problem you have to be able to always have an answer to a new problem because everyone right. is seeing your film and then making adjustments like patches said it's a it's a, a, a change off a change off a change yep you have to understand what everyone else is thinking the, what the defenses are thinking what their goals are what they're trying to accomplish and then always be a step ahead it's you have crazy. to and you have to synthesize all that information in a, in a chaotic football game from the sideline, when you could like imagine the angle from the sideline, I guess some people are up top too, but like um, you have to synthesize all that information and you're making the calls for the next play within like a few seconds after the play ends. Right. So it's not like you have mm. 25 seconds to like make a decision. You have to get the play call in within like literally like five or 10 seconds because then they have to relay it to the team. They have to huddle. They have to move it along. Um, you have to call famously why now. Seattle lost a Super Bowl because after the Jer Jermaine curse catch, they had to take a timeout and then they ended up throwing instead of running because they didn't have enough timeouts for downs and they outthought yeah. themselves and literally because they, they couldn't get a play in in five or ten seconds. I mean, and that's, they panicked. that was the start of that, yeah. yeah they, they panicked, and it's so it's like, um, I, I am like of the opinion, like, that's the best way to build a NFL franchise is if you find a wonderkind or whatever, like a, a savant play caller. Make him your head coach and then yes. keep him there. Because if you like, if you can get one of those guys, like McDaniel in Miami, I feel like is going to be so successful for a long time just because he's always like one step ahead of the, the, of the defense and he's so smart and can synthesize all that information. So do it so quickly. Um, so I don't know, like Waldron's fine, but I, I think like at the end of the day, there's just only a few guys that really, really separate themselves. You know what I mean? It's like, um, that's like one of the biggest advantages you can, you can have in the NFL right now or ever really, man, everyone who took the, uh, the under in this game and the, the Raiders are on pace to score 56 points. So is, uh, Staley getting fired after tonight? Is he getting fired? He's got to go, so. right? Yeah. This is embarrassing. Well, he, yeah, it's, he's not. He's not making. This kind of reminds me of the loss that Nathaniel Hackett had last mm. year around this time to the Rams. Remember where the Rams, like Baker Mayfield, just got thrust into the starting oh, lineup yeah. or whatever, and they dropped yeah, yeah. like fifty on that Broncos team, and they're like, "All right, that, that's enough." <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Hackett. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. Um, man, I wish I would have started Mayor. Who knew? Yeah, he's rolling. 
been waiting all season for him to do like you know anything close to this. He's looked good in the opportunities he's gotten, but I mean, this yeah. has been uh, a really impressive half. It's all been put together. I feel like we are in a good spot in fantasy at the tight end position going forward. Laporte. I mean, this yeah. year's rookie class obviously is crushed, yeah. but Trey McBride looks like a freaking star in the yeah, last few weeks. I mean, there's so many good young tight ends. Obviously, Laporta, Kincaid, Laporta. And, and Mayer, and, and all these dudes. But we're, the tight end position is, is back, baby. It's back. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I, I keep wanting to be like, how is this going to go off the rails next year for us? Because, you know, obviously, there's been this, like, forever joke about how everybody gets su- super excited about, like, the Chiga Quanquos of the world in the offseason, and then they have, like, two catches a game. Um, right. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's like – I think too, it feels like teams are more willing and able to utilize the tight end position in their passing game this year than it has been in recent seasons. I think there was like a, and I haven't looked at the numbers, so this is just a theory, but like, I feel like 11 personnel was really in vogue for a while. Um, and, you know, the teams were taking advantage of space and, and, um, you know, spreading the field and all that, all that stuff for a little while. And that was obviously like, I think making the tight end position less valuable and less utilized in the passing game. But now it feels like I'd be interested if the numbers are down for 11 personnel, but it feels like, you know, to take advantage of the smaller defenders and, and yeah. um, there's sort of like been a pendulum swing towards like heavier personnel this year, um, or at least just getting those guys more involved in the passing game. Um, so it's been super encouraging. Like, the two tight end sets, you can you can be flexible with your formations, right? Like you, once you you get them out of their small defensive looks, they're going to match, and then you can throw or run. But then that leads to, I mean, it makes yeah. it easier to run, obviously, with two tight ends on the field. It and makes it sense, helps, and it helps. Like, I think so. Obviously, this last season, the uh, the last draft class has been awesome. It kind of like lived up to all the hype and more with um with the, these three guys, uh, Laporta. Uh, Mayor and Kincaid. Um, am I missing anybody else? I feel like there's maybe like Musgrave. Like, Musgrave's oh, yeah. been okay. Craft, no, Kraft, not great. Kinda? Yeah, Kraft yeah. Looks fine. He's looked really good. Um, and then you add that in from like Ghost last year's, last year's classes looked awesome too. Like uh, Ferguson looks legit uh, for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And McBride. obviously McBride has just been a freaking beast. So. Yeah, it's like all Dol- Dulcich. Can we still get Dulcich? I know, right? Like I, I thought he looked really good, like in in limited action as a rookie. He's just been like he has just like Sean Payton's not a fan. One hand. He already ruled him out for this week, but I thought he was going to come back. I still have him kicking around on yeah, some roster. Yeah, um, and like Hawkinson. I drafted so much. Hawkinson last year was sort of like a fourth year breakout. Now he's in his fifth year, like backing that up. Like he's still. Plenty yeah. young. He's got a lot of years to go, and he's that's a good point good yeah. as well. And Joku, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have this like. Komet, there's always been kind like of Mets good too. Yeah, Mets. Yeah, Mets yeah, kind of coming to his own a bit. There's usually we have like a, like an Eric Ebron type, like one of, or Jared Cook kind of guy. Like kind of none of us thing. has said. Like none of us has said Kyle Pitts yet. <laughs> Well, just, a reason we haven't had a reason to say Kyle Pitts yet. I mean, he was the greatest prospect <laughs> in the position ever. Like, oh, man. I when's hate he, Arthur That Smith. was years ago, bud. When is he a free agent? 2025? God forbid yeah. they freaking uh, tag him or whatever, give him a fifth-year option. But, um, I mean, yeah, he, but he uh, he flashes, but I think there's something wrong with his knee still. Um, so well, he's, his route participation is back up over 90% the last two weeks. So I've been... 
I'm like, is the knee is the knee right? <laughs> you finally finally that? like healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we didn't mention Friar Muth. I think he's pretty good. Uh yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, the point t- Goddard, we didn't mention Goddard. He's been gone yeah. for a little bit, but he's back. Yeah. Kate Andrews flashes. Yeah, Andrews obviously is is awesome. Kittle's yeah. awesome. Kate Otten, uh his publicist uh, had to have paid you for that. <laughs> this guy's running empty routes Aaron, all year. His publicist just those highlights from that Texans game. That's all. It was me. Had. I said <laughs> I sent Danny a, a, a DM pre-show. I was like, I got to get the UW guy. The Kata, I was going to say he's a Washington guy, so I just had to like that was like obligatory. Austin's yeah. Ferry and Jenkins while we're at it. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, hey, Noah Fant is going to be a free agent, I think, after this year, and get him off this, get him off like the Seahawks, Fant, man. Hopefully, yeah, you know, just for fantasy. Obviously, I think he's a good player, but he, I think he could be like. He could catch a lot of passes in like an offense that actually wants to not rotate yeah. three guys. Yeah, fans pretty good. Fans always I mean, look good. Yeah, every time he catches it, I'm like, this guy is good. He, they need to use him more, but they really love Will Disley. They gave him a ton of money, and then Colby Parkinson comes in and plays like it's all like 40, 40, 40 in terms of like the percentages. I think for snaps, so yeah, um, super frustrating. Fan has that thing where you're just like, who is this guy? Like, oh, it's no fan. Like he's so much bigger than everyone. He moves really fast. Yeah. Yes. Kind of looks like all of his uh, numbers like are good Waller back in his prime or something. Like, give this all of his work. per route stuff is like really good. It's just like, he's never played in an offense where they've run him enough routes. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense. Never. I think he's still really young. Um, Cause he, he came, came in young. He came in. Yeah. He's, years. he's like Hawkinson's age. They came in the same, the same year. They were it's so odd because he was like 26, I guess. 10 pick, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, or at least first 20th overall. Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah, Hawkinson was uh, the top ten pick, I think. Right? They I think both like were from. Hawkinson was eighth in 2019, and Faint was twentieth. Yeah, yeah. Both came from Iowa, and they both were first round tight ends the same year. Wow. Um, well, I was. This dynamic was so we were the underdog live final drafts for last week. They were twelve person drafts, and it was you know a gross slate, a lot of low totals. Um, there was literally like six or seven quarterbacks she felt good about. And then Evan Ingram and David Njoku were like tight in 11 and tight in 12 on the yeah. slate, like in ADP. Like they were, they were free, like for anyone who wanted them. And those guys are dropping like 25 burgers because the position is so deep, even when the rest of the passing offenses are really struggling. And then you can see those guys, right? Like Njoku and Ingram can be beneficiaries, even of bad overall passing offenses because they're just the outlet. Oh no! I just had a theory. Maybe there's maybe tight ends are so good this year because quarterbacks are so bad. Oh, oh. <laughs> that just made me think. It's like oh, shit, that's too damn well. I was playing terrible, and he's just yeah. checking down like Trey McBride nonstop. Like, Joe Flacco's back. Yeah, we got like some, play that good. Just checks down to Ingram. Some of the worst quarterbacking of the last like 15 years this year. Just you know, obviously a lot of that has to do with injuries, but. Um, shoot, I hope that's not actually the case. And then Aiden O'Connell made Michael Mayer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because like this year tight end is like way deeper, but we didn't have to like really pay for that. You know, you're Mm -hmm. getting Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was pretty cheap. All these rookie tight ends. (laughs) Uh, we've got, uh, Trey McBride was like barely drafted. Right. So you, you got to like kind of pick your spot and you probably found like decent tight end value, you know, on some of your teams, no matter when you took tight end, but next year we really need to, we need to decide if this is for real or not, because <laughs> right. we're going to be paying up for all these guys now. 
Yeah, that's gonna be really interesting. Um, I'm trying to figure out like who the who the late round tight end that's gonna hit next year is gonna Kyle be. Pitts. Honestly, <laughs> probably after we all finally give up on him. Honestly, yeah. And he's gonna all these other guys have to go over him, so he's gonna go in like the twelfth round. <laughs> Underdog we... drafters aren't gonna give up on him though. Like, there's a floor yeah, to yeah. how far he can. But fall truly, like, what what is he gonna be like? Tight end, 19, 18, Ooh, something I'll like take, that. I'll take higher on that one. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think higher than that. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think he'll be a good one. I could see like Musgrave just based on like pure numbers now, like being like in that tight end two area somewhere like. Honestly, like, I think you already mentioned. I think it's Fant. Fant's an unrestricted free agent. What's let's find the ideal landing spot for Fant. Oh, yeah. I was trying to do that oh, in my yeah. head a second ago. That's a fun game because. I mean, yeah, I would love to have him go to a team where he's going to be like the number two one. option. Yeah, the Rams. But... <laughs> they just re-signed Higby, though. I think Higby's so old. Washington. You know what's so Sam, funny? Little Pat? Sam Howell First take second. over for Logan Thomas. Ooh, Ooh I like that. That, that's, that, good. that's good. Go Devontae. Go, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, we're trying to cover a spread on Gerald Everett yards right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got our, our little props game going here. <laughs> He's in a hole right now, but that yeah. helped. There's six minutes left in the second quarter. <laughs> the second quarter. <laughs> oh my god! We didn't tell you the stream was going to go till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at it and did the same thing in seven minutes. I was like, "We're halfway uh, through this quarter. What is happening?" Oh wow! My, right. my stream is way behind you guys. So you, you're using cable, man. That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just saw the Devonte play. Uh, hey. It's Danny. It might be because you have this game on all 19 devices Ooh. in your house. <laughs> <laughs> just buffering. Yeah. We just got a Jacoby Myers to Devonte Adams pass. Danny, you should watch this. It's a fun. Oh, hold on. <laughs> wait. Like it'll be on in like 30 seconds. They're still showing the the replay for the first one here. Uh, that being said, love me. Some, love the Amazon Prime. By the way, the like the all 22 oh, yeah. thing. It's freaking great. Prime vision. I would think you, you're do you you live in do you live in Washington? Yeah, I'm up in Bellingham. Okay. I assume they just pipe that feed right from the Amazon <laughs> headquarters to you guys. You get that real yeah. good good there. I can see the beacon from my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tower, the white tower. Yeah. Um no, I think uh we do get actually we do get uh pretty good uh, internet up here up around these parts. The tech mm. the tech lords. Um yeah. Although they're well, taking Amazon to like some other state now, it's oh, are they? <laughs> Bezos is leaving us. Uh, are they doing moving... the the Elon thing, heading to Texas or whatever? I think they're moving to Florida or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, Gretch, are you Maybe in just... Seattle? Yeah. Nice. I'm in like Mill Creek area. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So wait, where did we land with Fant on Washington? Washington or the Rams? Yeah, I like those. The Rams, Higby, I think they could. Uh... The problem is, is we just don't want him to turn into Gerald Everett. Oh, in a time it's, it's the Chargers. Can. It's the Chargers, dude. They can't get oh, anything right. for Herbert, right? Like, I mean, Ooh. if they could actually get a legit tight end for Herbert, it's 35-0. My God. <laughs> no, you're right. They, they just, Why does Higby have another two years on his deal? <laughs> they just resigned him, like, I think early this season. God. Or maybe it was last year. I can't remember. Man, the Chargers right. defense, not very good. Um, mm -mm. Wait, that was no. Brandon Bolden? 
We were talking about yeah. Zay White. We, are, we're already in garbage time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's nine minutes left in the second quarter now. <laughs> Brandon Bolden, breakaway touchdown runs in the second quarter. What is happening? This is wild. I really do think Staley's probably done after this game. He he has done after this, this quarter? Is, the team's quitting on Like, Yeah. Easton Stick isn't allowing 35 points to the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like, this is not <laughs> – this is bad. Yeah. Any Brandon other? Bolden – it's 2023. What is Brandon Bolden doing running for 26 <laughs> yards at a TD? Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. Brandon Bolden. I'm looking at the R lads. He's not even on their roster. Was he a practice squad guy? He must be. Weird. Uh, sure. They got the was... They got it at the bottom of those highlights page. Oh, sorry, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong team. I'm an idiot. I was like, <laughs> there we go. There yeah, it is. is. You were looking at the 2013 New England Patriots <laughs> roster that had Brandon Bolden on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what was, was it? Miami. Was it? Oh. Who knew? Bolden. Yeah. Looks like know. for a minute. Yeah. He had a long career with the Pats of like they loved him on special teams. He's 33. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good work. What he just had one year in Miami, then went back to New England for two more years. That's wild. That he like ran for two touchdowns for them. <laughs> How, that's just that's memory hole. I don't remember that at all. What do you guys think of game. O'Connell? He, he looks great to me tonight. Yeah. Danny. <laughs> the TDs in the first half. How many how many drinks deep are you right now? <laughs> I'm drinking water tonight. <laughs> I'm drunk on AOC. <laughs> yeah, this is too sober of a stream. But uh, I mean, you know, Christmas shopping to do like this game's like what, like, what are we gonna get up for this game? Hmm. We could, I could really use some Easton stick rushing yards. That's what would really make it move for me right now. <laughs> I thought he was going to roll one yard passes to, to, Everett. to Gerald Everett. But did you guys hear me? I think this is a great spot for Fant is the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, That's nice. It has to be on our different coaching staff, which I guess is inevitable. But yeah. they, they would just Everett him. I, I would be my worry and rotate him nonstop. Yeah, who's the super tall guy again? What's his name? Parham. Parham. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's inactive tonight, and Gerald Everett is feasting. That's fair. That's a good point. They do rotate. But but it might be – I mean, it should be a different coaching staff. So tied to mm -hmm. Herbert is pretty sick. Yeah. And, they, I mean, Herbert needs more receiving weapons that are actually good. And, like, and Johnson, new Chargers coach. There you go. That would be fun. How about this, guys? How about to fun. Herbert? Oh my God, I like this. How about the Dolphins? Right? Is it the Dolphins? Yeah, that, team that, that needs the tight end. That's a good one. That's a good one. The, no offense to your like, guy, Durham Smythe, Pat, but yeah. no fan on the Dolphins. He's he had his he had his chance, you know, Durham Smythe, the the, the K dot of the of the also yeah. South. Many are calling him. <laughs> How rude! How he rude. could go to Carolina and take the Adam Thielen targets and like be better with those targets. <laughs> <laughs> no fan as the Adam Thielen replacement. Love it. Um, 
yeah, we are going to have to take a little stroll here. What what are we seeing uh, in this? Let's see what we got cooking in the in the lobby I, here. It's such a blowout. Like, is is Eckler even going to play? Like, I mean, it's this is no disastrous. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah. Danny, do you do any uh, do you do any pickums uh, anything like that these days? Or are you a purist? No, I don't. I wish I could. Uh... I wish I could talk shop with you guys about this stuff, but no, 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 no. We not we want to talk Washington shop. State. You, you know them all. We need to see what you, yeah, what you're seeing here. It, they have really low numbers, obviously, on the passing. Assuming the Raiders aren't going to need to pass anymore. Mm. Uh, only what uh, Jacoby only needs uh, eight more yards, nine more yards. Danny, better question: How do we band together and? Um, March on Olympia, the state capital of Washington, and get this stuff legalized in this I know. state. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, do you know any lobbyists? First of all? Unfortunately, do not. Are you connected to future uh, governor, Bob Ferguson, potentially? Uh, I don't know. No, I have no idea. Where are you connected? I don't even know who Bob Ferguson is. That's he's, the name yeah, I don't know. He's the... Uh, he's the state attorney general or something like that i don't even know but I, apparently it. he's like the, the probably the betting favorite to be the next also one. danny i just want to let you know you did pass my test i asked you if you played pickums i know you live in the state of washington <laughs> i had the fbi ready to kick down your door <laughs> 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 there's a swat team headed back to the state. <laughs> yeah Got it. Yeah, he's good. He's good. No, he's not doing it. He's not doing it. Stand down. Although, yeah. although they did just talk about storming the Capitol, so they can stay on the <laughs> It's almost January, you know. <laughs> just the fantasy, the fantasy community yeah. in Washington is ready to go. There was Danny Kelly on January 4th. The, the nerds with their spreadsheets storming the state capitol. <laughs> The, they'll just get the NFL to schedule a game that day, and we'll just everyone will stay. Yeah, it'll disappear. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So, so you guys are betting on props for the second half? Is that what the is that what the deal is? Yeah. Basically, it's when our our good you know pickums from the start of the game are blown up, and they don't have much <laughs> hope. Then we're like, well, we got to go back to the well. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, is uh, I have an angle. Okay, you have an angle. I was just going to show Danny. We had some good stuff here. We have AOC higher than 203 passing yards. I feel like he's going to get there. We already got the Michael Mayer. We have Cameron Dicker lower than six and a half kicking points. I don't know how he gets there. There's the, no the way. One... That's, that's our best pick. Look at that. Pete, you nailed it. You chased some <laughs> fucking did. kickers. This is the one that is going to be the hardest. Can we get 19 and a half rushing yards from East? No, I feel like we can well, because they're going to be, yeah. he's going to be scrambling probably. Sure. Okay. We don't need, we're That's not going to get any kneel downs. So we don't have to worry about that. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the Adams Everett one is like, are we going to get enough Adams up this big? Yeah. To cover this? Oh, you're going to get a little yeah. too much Everett too. Yeah. So yeah. We need a Damn. quick score from the chart. We need Easton stick to do one of those design run. Justin Fields asks. 75 yard touchdown run. Really speed up this the Terrell Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, Pat, what, what was your halftime angle? Yeah, what's your... I want to hear this. Quinton Johnston. That's oh, the no. way this this doomed coaching staff. They got to try to get something as game. Get the first round rookie looking a little good. Okay. I'm Eden putting it Quinton all on Al Alex Erickson second half overs. 
Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Just We're building out. out some stuff. <laughs> so, Pat, when you're saying the organization needs to get QJ involved to save face, does the GM get to come down and throw the ball to him, or is it Easton Stick that's still I'm just saying, Staley, Staley's throwing Hail Marys for his job, and as part of that, he will be throwing Hail Marys to well, the Chargers first-round pick. From what I've seen, Quentin Johnson doesn't catch Hail Marys for his job. <laughs> oh, my we God. We do targets. They Hardest just ran it up the middle on third down and one, got stuffed, went forward on fourth, did the same shotgun run up the middle. After the whole two minute warning, had all the time to think about it, did the same thing, got stuffed again. It, <laughs> oh, God. Turning it over at midfield. There is a flag. It's probably also on the Chargers. Yep, it is. They're declining it. This is embarrassing. Oh, oh, offside on the offense. I was, thought they were going to say offside on the defense. Good Lord. Yeah, <laughs> we got an offside on the us. offense, huh? That's a- we got another one. Yeah. Wow, man. So Gianni, when, you, when you go into the lab, like start building out, I mean, the ringer draft guide is always one of my favorite uh, ones to read through. Your stuff is awesome. The design and layout. Awesome. I mean, are you starting? Thank it's you. it's December. Are you starting to oh, write yeah. that thing? Oh, yeah. I've, I've I've basically banged out all the quarterbacks at this point, or at least the outlines for the for the reports um, move into receivers next. I like to start with the fun ones and then yeah, eventually we'll talk about like, you know, interior defensive linemen. And actually the, I think the most boring position to scout is corner just because if you're good, you're just like running around for an hour and a half and not doing anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Just went, this went guy didn't get, didn't he, get thrown at once. That's yeah, a good got, thing. <laughs> like the good, the best guys are like getting targeted. Like, four times in a game you know what i mean it's like yeah. right then it's just like it's boring. like the elite batter who gets walked every time he <laughs> um so yeah but yeah we're we started actually the the ringer fantasy football show turns into the ringer nfl draft show uh in like january but we kind of started mixing where we did our first ringer draft show uh on wednesday so it's already starting we're wow, already getting awesome. there I, i'm i'm looking up uh travel information for mobile alabama uh, there you so go. That. Yeah. Senior, so bowl? Senior, senior bowl just over the horizon. So it's, it, yeah, we're getting there. When is that? Who's the big senior bowl guy last, last senior bowl? Uh, well, I'd say like a couple guys that like really surprised were Jaden Reed was really good. Oh. I think he was sort of like the talk of the town uh, in terms of just like guys that, you know, maybe were surprising. Michael Wilson, the guy that ended up with the Cardinals. That's uh, right. He was like, really surprising i think people were really stoked about him um I'm trying to remember who else was there wasn't <laughs> romeo dobbs another Bowl guy a couple years ago romeo, romeo dobbs was a yeah he was a standout at the senior bowl i'd say puka definitely was a standout too yeah that was a great one. Oh, um, nice yeah I, all right I maybe say, i should pay attention to the senior bowl issue yeah. fine i, I my, i'm trying to jog my memory but i want to say maybe he didn't practice the whole time i can't remember he might have like got banged up or something but um Honestly, the guy who scored a touchdown tonight, Trey Tucker, uh, he caught my eye at the Senior Bowl. And so when he was drafted in the third round, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, he was really good. He, I think everyone expected him to be like a seventh rounder, but he was really mm-hmm. impressive at the Senior Bowl too. So I think he boosted his stock big time there. So it is. I think it is like from a dynasty point of view, the way I approach it is trying to figure out who's going to get drafted higher than they think because then, then you can find yeah. a lot of good value in like, rookie drafts like if you're doing them before the draft obviously sure um, yeah you can like pick up those guys that you think are going to get drafted higher than everyone else thinks and that's a good way do you to remember value. if any of the tight ends popped 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think Musgrave. I think Musgrave. Yeah, Musgrave was the big one. I want to say he okay. was like he was a senior. Yeah. Yeah, people. The were other guys weren't there about him, and then um, I, I, Will Mallory. Actually, I think people were talking about Will Mallory a little bit at the at the <laughs> Senior Bowl, and he has. I think he's outplayed he looks- like what. Yeah, what people thought he would do. So he looks decent for Indy. Yeah, I mean, if they ever have like a, if they ever like pair it down to like a three-man tight end rotation, who knows? <laughs> you know? Who knows? They had a hard. week. They had a week where on their routes it was twenty-five percent, twenty-five percent, twenty-five percent, twenty-seven percent. I've never seen anything like it. And I've been doing stealing signals for years. Never is that with Jelani like. Woods on IR? Because add him in, yeah. and it'll be like five-man rotation. It'll yeah, be a five-man. Um, um super annoying but yeah danny uh I, since you mentioned you're big in the uh in the dynasty weeds here and before we uh uh get you on your way so you don't have to uh sit through us uh building a bunch of pickums <laughs> in the second half uh who who's a dynasty by low this offseason who's someone the ship community should send some offers out for that's a great question um the first guy that came to mind and i don't actually know how much i believe this but like Traylon burks i feel like it's just oh, been don't he's, do this to us. he's just been he's had like the worst situation imaginable like he's gotten hurt every time he every time he comes back he starts to flash a little bit then he gets like a really bad injury and obviously he's on an offense that doesn't throw the ball very much he's got a rookie quarterback so there's just like i feel like a million extenuating circumstances that are kind of holding him down but i, I feel like when he has played he's looked pretty good that being said like i think a third rounder at this point is like going to get it done I, I've seen a couple of trades where people are just like sending like a third and they get him. So wow. to me, to me, that's worth it. Like, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Um, shoot. I'm trying to think of other guys. What do you guys think of Jahan Dotson? Is the, is the dream over? That's an interesting one. Yeah. Cause I feel that like it might be over. Like this was kind of the, like the bull case, right? They pass nonstop. Powell's Powell's yeah. pretty good. And like, clip that at saying Howell's pretty good. Producer clip. That. He's played pretty good. You know, he hasn't been perfect, but he's he's his highs have been pretty high. Uh, and you've got not a ton of target competition. Like Terry McLaurin's had a bad year. Uh, Curtis Samuel's like kind of the wide receiver one out of the slot. So he, he had I don't know it's wide open and it, it didn't happen. My yeah, I agree with you. I my my rationalization and take lock on that is that. It's more a function of the quarterback than Dotson, but I don't know if that's actually true or not. I just that's my rationalization. It's like so I'm not the Howell bear on, on this podcast. That's what we're talking <laughs> no, about. No, no, no. Like I mean, actually I agree with you. Like Howell's been surprisingly good. I mean, especially in fantasy, like he's been very useful. But um I think it's like some quarterbacks are pass funnel guys that just like feed two guys, and that's like what they do. They just want to pass it to their guys and get to the next down. And Howell is like passing to eight different guys in any, any given game for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, so is yeah. that who Trey Tucker? Again. Trey Tucker. Is it another touchdown? Yeah. I drafted him in every dynasty league because of a blurb. Danny Kelly wrote. From the <laughs> <season>. <laughs> I need to like go check my at, like check my Twitter accounts to see if I mentioned anything about Trey Tucker. And then like, you know, do I'm the, seeing if yeah, anyone was sticking up to draft Aiden O'Connell and oh, best boy. I'm gonna do it for you, Danny. I'm gonna go search Trey Tucker, well, Danny, Danny Kelly, and retweet this. The shit. irony, the irony of this is, I literally, I think, dropped him on like two or three teams this week because I was like trying to pick up Davis Allen. <laughs> <And I'm> like, 
who by the Davis way Allen. another guy another guy from the senior bowl that i thought was pretty good uh but yeah trey tucker he, he i had him i probably on like 10 different dynasty teams just stashing him I'm like he's playing as a rookie like that's pretty good i guess oh february 1st danny kelly michael wilson trey tucker and jade reed all really impressive so far from the national team nailed that's it my that's, scout. Go. Wow. that's my scout let's go you- Danny, isn't there a viral screenshot of a DM you sent saying Devon Achan is going to be a beast too? Have I seen that? I, uh, yeah, I think it, that was with Scott Barrett. I, I put I put my professional credibility on on one player more than any other player I think in my life in Devon Achan. Um, Let's go because I was like, the, he was one of the first players I watched early on in the draft process where I was like. You know, like, you know, the meme uh, where the guy like sits up in the seat with like his controller. I was like, oh, this yeah, guy, yeah. this guy is super fun. Um, so explosive. And then I was like, this is probably going to really, really suck because he's 180 pounds and I'm going to look like a total moron for like thinking he's awesome. Uh, so that is like maybe like my best age to take of all time is like the Devon A chain call because I, I, uh, I, I was like obsessed with this guy pre-draft. It's working Love out it. pretty nice. And every graph you see now, he's just like way up in the right corner, like all by himself. You know, it's great. That's how you know we're in like the crazy era of like fantasy football where, you know, you used to call Devon Achan a game breaker. And now the nerds are like, he's a chart breaker, bro. <laughs> he broke my Y and X yeah. axes. Yeah. <laughs> I've used that term several times. Yeah, I've heard, heard <laughs> he lots broke of people my say axes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You destroyed my axes. <laughs> uh, Dude, it's all out of whack. <laughs> oh, uh, well, Danny, uh, obviously they got to check you out on the Ringer. You got the the Ringer uh, fantasy football show that's soon to be the the Ringer draft show. You said. Yeah, well, we do we do the fantasy all the way through the end of the Super Bowl, um, and then it transitions to mostly draft coverage. And check that out. And then we have the Ringer fantasy draft guide, which is now just the rankings that we do every week. And then, uh, obviously, I'm working on the NFL draft guide for the ringer, and that'll be, I believe, we put it out during senior week, senior bowl week. So nice. the the first iteration. Obviously, I'm kind of like slowly making my through my way through everything, but um, yeah. So look for that. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you uh, hanging out. Uh, yeah. I don't know what we would have talked about uh, in a 42-0 <laughs> game. Uh, this half is finally. Four, over. There's st- there's 11 minutes left in the second quarter. What the hell is happening? <laughs> Clock's going backwards. Uh, this is not forty-two good. to nothing. What is happening with this? It's, they I, should fire Staley at the half. Really glad we had you here to talk about it, and I don't know what's happening. I didn't see a yeah. lot of the second quarter, and I'm better yeah. off for it. Incredible. Uh, oh but my yeah, goodness, hey, you guys, it's uh, super fun. So thank you for the invite. All, yeah, awesome. Sure. We will uh, we will catch you around, Danny. We'll be uh, hawking your dynasty takes here and whatever. Whatever you say from the senior bowl this year, I'm going to fucking I know. pay This is like too much right? pressure. No. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm going to have to like throw people off the scent for my own team's benefit here. I'm just gonna, like, there you go. Talk about the worst guys. There you go. All right. All right, see Danny. Have a great Appreciate one. We'll see All right, Danny Kelly. That was a blast. Before um, we build lineups, yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. So how many advancing Aiden O'Connell teams do you think there are in best ball? Oh God. Three. Aiden, who the hell was drafting Aiden O'Connell? But he's not asking this question if it's zero. No, I, based on how low we were on everything else, I'm going to guess there's like 
46 AOC teams. There's 33. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's more. <laughs> I mean, obviously more than I thought. 33. He, he was drafted 246 times. How? But know. also, if you draft him, how do you advance? You got it's got to be three quarterback builds, right? I guess not. Here's, I mean, all right, everyone, write down where they have AOC, <laughs> the BBM four scale. No, no. Nope. <laughs> Hang on, how many points does he have tonight? Because I think that's very he's, important. He's breaking the slate. There's 33 advancing teams. If I get bounced by one fucking Aiden O'Connell team, I swear to God, this will be my <laughs> last year playing best show. ball. Oh my gosh! All right, All right we gotta we gotta make some uh, some pickups. We well, should sure do. Oh, we're not doing the the best ball mating scale. I thought we were really doing it. No, we're not. No, I have. Uh, they don't have anything up right now. Hang on, unless I'm looking at this wrong. No, they don't. It's that bad. I think it's forty-two to zero. They're like we, our algorithm can't handle forty-two to zero. They don't. They the algorithm. Dude, this game broke our axes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. goodness. It's 42 to 0 at the half. I'm a, that's my first underdog discount. We're just gonna take the rest of the night off. We don't even want your money. I mean, why would you? This is a disaster. They're worried everyone's going to get pulled. People are going to just hammer unders. How do you, I mean, what do you do? You know? Seven Trey Tucker BBM teams. Danny Kelly <laughs> has seven teams want, that advance to the playoffs. I want Isaiah Spiller overs. They're, they just want to go home, man. Yeah. Overs feel like a dangerous word in this game. Yeah, because the, the usage is not going to be predictable anywhere. I think – and that's why I think they don't have them up is it's it's like the optimal would just be to hammer a bunch of unders, right? And like, oh, I say a hard time predicting an underdog? Put up some, put up some pickums, please. Okay? <laughs> what are we supposed to do right now? Just watch this I game? I got the auto-refresh on here so I can stop doing it. Waiting to just snipe – I dare you to put something up, Underdog. Underdog, ever heard of ever, ever heard of um, Vig? You guys, this is how that works. You guys, if no one knows, you can still make money. It's an you can put thing. the worst lineup of all time. We're still going to take a side of it. Right, <laughs> we'll take a side of it. So put, <laughs> put something up, please. Either that, or we're going to be forced to uh, bet this. <clears throat> Little hand-picked basketball one here. It this it, was this one of the longest first halves. I mean, it was in like a, essentially an hour and forty-five minute first half. Don't worry, I definitely don't have 10, 10 uh, team teams to write up for the walkthrough still. I saw done. your uh, your preface to the sacrilegious article where you admitted to being wildly behind uh, this week. <laughs> I, I am wildly behind. I literally have. <laughs> the tweets are good right now. Like, we got we got uh, Benjamin Solak, uh, Danny's 
uh, colleague over at the Ringer, if you consider the vastness of the universe, light years of space between these specks of dirt and dust we call planets and stars, the churches aren't really losing by all that much. (laughs) 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 And then you got the Action Network had the the skit, the, I I think you should, uh, I think you should leave skit where he's the, like got the Michael Myers mask. He got the whole mask on and everything. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't even want to be around anymore. It was Brandon Prince Daily during the during the halftime interview. He's around anymore. This this comment is only for inside sickos, but God, it hits me hard. Ian says Liam probably tied against Jimmy G teams as leverage against AOC. That's good. That's really good. Oh man. Oh god, the Raiders got shut out and lost 3-0 last week and they have 42 points at half this week. Wow. Where where are we at on the Adams versus uh Everett thing? Cuz I I saw that Adams it's, got out ahead of him. Not a too bad. We yeah. only need like a few more yards. It's just tough cuz they might not play him. <clears throat> yeah, he he hunted him down. He's four and a half yards off. I mean, if even with this score, right now, if you could pick just a side of this exact rival, which side would you take right now? Completely that's, self-contained. That's a really tough call. I think that's about the the um, the line I would put. I don't want to pick against Adams on that, but I do think that's efforts kind of. Everett's going to run more routes in the second half. Right? Yeah. I think I'd take Everett. But the thing we have going for us is that, like, the Chargers are going to be just as run-heavy as the Raiders. Like, they, they truly want to go home. Yes. This The nice thing, though, that we do have going for us, like, normally when you see a blowout like this, it's on a playoff team that's going to, like, rest starters and shit. I mean, these guys have just been playing for pride all year, you know? Like, they, they might still have Ooh, a few Raiders? passing drives in them. Can we just comment on how hilarious it is that we did the pregame ones really quick and we're like, we're going to look forward to halftime, and, and now there's, there's yeah. not at halftime. They don't exist. Oh, let's do a, let's do a gauntlet. Yeah, we Ooh, can. Yeah. Let's do a draft. All right. I don't get to do them, so any chance I can, uh, you know – Thumb the scale to get a few more gauntlet drafts in. I'm in. Yeah. Oops. Not main slate. My bad. I did like eight at a time because I tried to get uh, the low mitten. I tried to get to 20, and I, I was like, ah, I'll do this later. And I looked, and it was like 96% full, and I drafted two of them. And so I just like entered, entered, got up to like six or seven, and then I looked, and it was 99% full, and I just hit enter until it wouldn't let me do it anymore. It was a it was a it was a rush because you get it's like you can't there's like picks you can't make so like two or three of them are completely dead yeah but I got in dude that it is so fun. different from like you know if you have a battle royale team or whatever a weekly like it's like not like I could auto draft three picks completely salvage it and still draft a plus mm-hmm. EV team or whatever like if you get the wrong pick you auto time out in one of these it's just it's done like You're it's done. Just hate it so much. How many picks? Did, how many drafts did you do it at the same time, Pat? 
I was I, max. I think was uh, there were eight going at once. Wow. But I was this literally man? like going in, picking like as fast as I could. Like, who do I have on this team? Pick, go out, and I'd like go out, and it would be like twenty seconds, twenty five seconds, twenty six seconds, twenty eight seconds, twenty nine seconds. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, if I was on the turn, I would pick once, go back out, and grab oh, one that had ten seconds left, and like literally, it was it was pretty nuts. It was fun. I genuinely was very fun. I mean, these are three dollar drafts, so it was it was good. Uh, Hill, Hurts, Kelsey, Debo, AJB. I'd be Debo. Um, any other right. suggestions? Kelsey, Kelsey's interesting if you think we can get Mahomes back. If we do Debo, we're taking Purdy, right? Coming back, yeah, probably. You do, yeah, you should probably you should be able to get him because you both could also the, take uh, him. Yeah. All right. I did Debo. I don't know. I don't know enough to know anything. But yeah, I mean, it seems well, like the Mahomes, the Hertz Brown, Mahomes, Kelsey. The, these are all three like stacks here, right? Yeah. We could have kind of just picked our stack, and the other two badges were going to do their stacks. Right. So we doing Brock? Let's do it. He. Yeah. There's no way Brock. Yeah, moves Lamar. Oh, take, start building we could Baltimore. Lamar. And build a Baltimore. But if, if you're going to do Lamar, don't you take another skill position and see if you can push Lamar back? We could go Tyreek. What if we go Tyreek? That's, that's what I mean. Do you take Tyreek and just see if you can yeah, push Yeah, let's take Tyreek. I mean, because he slides here. Is Debo – I haven't done enough of these. Is Debo Tyreek unique? It wouldn't be that common because Tyreek's okay. been going in the first round. He is sliding some, but Debo's – <clears throat> the team will be weird. I don't think the team will be super common this week. Yeah. Although I haven't drafted much. I haven't drafted at all today. I drafted a bunch yesterday. Testing out testing out stuff. And you said you said on your Purdy teams, you've been holy cow, Linus Scrimmage just got the gift. Yeah. Because wow. Copper goes Lamar, and so now Linus Scrimmage didn't think he had any shot. Wow. They, and this is why you push QB, because then yeah. you sneak in the Kittle with it. Nicely done. Um, we but now we now? have – so, no, because we were in a, a oh. smart room, we, we pushed Tua. Okay. If you're in a dumb yeah, we room – If don't. anything, we should take A-chan if we're taking a Dolphin. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to do Pollard or A-chan? A chan. We could maybe get we could maybe get A chan coming back. Um, we didn't have enough time to discuss it. Yeah, um, I didn't have a good answer. Sorry. With, the, with the injury, with the toe thing, I was thinking maybe he would come around. The the thing is to I mean you you have these guys building out these stacks that they worry about. Like even the turn me up is like is Rashi Rice going to come back to me? You know the Rossberry is Swift going to come back to me? So see what you can push mm -hmm. we probably should have went pollard there yeah i just didn't like starting with three separate teams you know you, you often find yourself well, we, could go, we could go waddle i was gonna say go waddle here yeah yeah if someone wants to take an unstacked uh two as their second qb in the fourth or fifth more power to them oh saw that purple and i was like 
Damn. He's got three separate teams. He's not taking. Yeah, he had to stack those teams, so he wasn't going to take two. I don't think. Well, that's a San Fran stack. He could take two, I guess, in the three hole. Here, here's the question: Do we just absolutely rip it in with Mostert? Yeah, I say we keep pushing Tua. Well, because the Mahomes, so we have Hurts and Mahomes on the backside, and neither of them should take. Oh, Mostert lost Mostert. Mostert. Yeah, that'd have been. Yeah, fun. but that was the move. I mean, we could take uh, like a doubt. I don't like know if a, there's a big tier. There's no one that screams needing to try to we, push. We should Tua take Tua. At this point, we're just kind of. Amiron, yeah, though. For the sake of it. Amiron's a good pick, still... but I I think two is better. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I guess. Two could, to... could just be like, well, what if they get the buy? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He could have went to either team. You're right. It's just that there's no way to stack him back there at all. So. Yeah, but you. this is one of the sharpest rooms I've been in. Yes. And so maybe maybe we should have pushed it, but it's like you'd be surprised the things you see. Well, even JGFC, like, I it's it's definitely not optimal to take Dak and Josh Allen there back to back. Um so you you can't make Yeah, I, I would have been bummed if we got rogue sniped on a Oh he, he ran the clock down. You can oh, still I mean, play you can still Detroit. play it through Gibbs. Is Detroit a good option here? I, I don't love going the running back. Because generally, you want your running backs on your teams that can make the conference championship, and I don't like making that bet. I would say we take, we could go Ridley, Beckham, Gus, and make a bet on another AFC team. Would be my preference. I'll just go. I'll go Ridley there. So then, the only problem is you do really start to lose out on Where's, viable running backs that also yeah. make construction sense for you. Um, Where's the running back now, that we're gonna go, Pat? I I, I get your point, but Adams. oh, Adams, there we go. What, what's the running back direction? Is it AFC? Well, like it's got to be an NFC team, and we can't go San Fran with Debo. At this point, right. it's probably like Eli Mitchell and like Detroit could make yeah. a run that doesn't run into San Fran. They're probably the three. That's seed, true. And San Fran's the one. That's true. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm down to to go Gibbs or Montgomery. Well, we can get one now. I think it makes sense to do one of those guys. It just even construction wise, it it if, makes if sense. Detroit's the like, three seed, the NFC South's going to be the four. If they win their division, they, the lowest they can be is look three. at this. Gibbs comes all the way back. He's Gibbs. a smash here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. looks good. If they're the three, there's no way they can play the one until. The, so if if San Fran is the one, I, we're kind of not playing San Fran to be the one. Or I guess it doesn't matter. We only have Debo. No, we kind of are. Yeah, kind of are. It's good for us if they're the one. Yeah. And we can. We'll so grab I think Detroit makes sense with Niner. That. Yeah. Did Laporta go? Oh, Laporta's still there too. Well, this is this is one of the benefits when you're in staying your own lane rooms, um, and you're the first mover on a piece. I guess the amount. No, Laporta's oh, gone. Laporta went yeah. there. Sorry, I missed. Yeah, it. sorry. I was like, we. I I do think you just double tap the two here. Montgomery, Montgomery, and be done with running back. Yeah, yeah, we're making a pretty strong bet on Detroit, but it's not crazy. Montgomery, and then if Jameson Williams comes back, you got to take him. No, because we would set up. I guess we're we're at four Miami. We're probably done 
with Miami. We're at two Detroit, one Jacksonville, and one San Fran. I think uh, Zay makes a ton of sense for this team. Zay Jones makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, Josh Reynolds possibly in the tenth. I think. Do we want a second Niner? We're probably or Jawan Jennings. like Jawan Jennings. Eli yeah. Jawan Jennings is a is a really strong pick for this team. Can I hear yeah. you guys' take on this? I've been taking Jordan Mason over Eli Mitchell. I'm not I'm only good with are that. You, I'm You're getting a too. huge exposure thing, and I'm just not even convinced Eli Mitchell's for sure the two there, and no one's yeah, taking no. him in these. No one's taking him. Yeah, I've, down, done, I've done that. Pete, oh, my bad. Picks. My bad. Uh, do you guys want to lock up Zay? Yeah. I, I think I Juwan think is more important to the team. Oh. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. Juwan yeah, yeah. is a Super Bowl piece, potentially, yeah. and, and Zay can't be. Okay. Yeah. So now we have Detroit and San Fran as potential paths. Correct. Wait, right. yeah, I mean, we Miami. We, wait, how many Miami receivers do we have? Two, two. The only two so it have. has to be San Fran. Oh, we only need two two receivers. My bad. We can you, field it's a two receivers and a flex lineup. And with so it could a single NFC piece. Yeah, great. No, we couldn't. We couldn't fill the flex, right? But we could. Yeah, we, we could. No, we're no, good. No, we have extra. We have four, and then any NFC piece gives us any, a viable a, Super Bowl matchup in Miami. I saw. Yeah, I yeah, said without a single. So know. we're, yeah, we're good, and we can exactly. fill because the way we only had a chan, we could go. Actually, yeah, we we're better if San Francisco makes it because we can only fill the flex with one of those two running backs. Yeah, and plus it's unlikely both would hit our flex anyway or hit our line. You guys anyway. good with Zay to land the plane? Yes. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Think, That's what. Oh yeah, no, no, we won't say. I think Pat, wouldn't you say? Construction wise, um, like roster allocation and setting up for conference championship teams, like not that this is a perfect team, but like this is about as good as this you was pretty clean in a room. Yeah, this was a pretty clean team because you can get like there's a decent chance of Miami Jacksonville. Um, I don't think it's like super high of that, that being a conference championship game, but it's like it's reasonable. And and then it's the same with Detroit and San Francisco. Like it's not. It's more about like those teams probably don't make the conference championship. But if they do, then it's re- it's it's pretty decent that they would play each other. So, right. Yeah, I think we did a good job there. Nice. Are we winning the? Um, uh, we we got to be winning the uh adam's thing now but you're doing something that's fine oh no i was trying to name this team but yeah. i couldn't find it in here um yeah i think we're we're definitely uh and o'connell went over too nice nice and so we got mayor sweet. we got adams is up by what all we four, need is the Easton stick Easton needs to Easton start running man. one time and gretch is getting the bell <laughs> oh. what's up steph hey guys how are you you know, good. Doing pretty good. Saw you say that you did play Myers, right? In your in your Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, yeah, we went against your advice. No. <laughs> <laughs> good. He scored. Nice. Yeah, we well what, it was between pretty much between like Addison and Myers for our last spot. Uh, no, no, that wasn't Scott Fishbowl. That was for our main event. Oh, that was for your main event. Yeah. Because nice. we have uh 
we have Keenan and uh, Nico on our team, and you know, I thought this game. I don't, was I don't, I don't think so, they're playing. <laughs> I thought this game would be so gross, and I thought, oh, Myers, Myers got the TD. Myers oh, we just threw a TD down. Oh, baby! Wow, okay. Myers. This is, and hopefully people, I'm hoping people didn't play him so that we could get some leverage too, because we're pretty far back starting off. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have This was a 35 over under, and he's, I mean, he only has two catches actually. On the well, once, once Jacobs was out, was we're like, throwing the ball. They're like, they're probably going to have to throw the ball. And then I was like, you know, Adams has been sick. Maybe he's not 100% still. And then, you know, Addison is competing with Jefferson, and I don't trust Mullins that much either. So, I mean, both places had their flaws. This is an insane Dude. game. It, Raiders yeah. are about to put up 70 in this game, you guys. They're at 49, and they're still throwing. They're like, we're having fun. Who cares? But like you said, yeah, most of these Pierce, teams man. probably aren't making the playoffs, so they're just out there living oh, yeah. life. They're putting up 60 in this game. They only need 11 more points to put up 60. This is amazing. This is I, I, I'm, like, really excited now about Jacoby, so I'm – I'm excited to see my leverage too. Hopefully, I'm pumped for East out here. To do and you guys work. also have uh, Devonta Adams share going on one of your okay. main event teams, so it helps okay. both of us. See? Yeah. So That's the uh, the Buckeye Boomers team is. Oh, sorry, that was prime time. Not yeah. Not uh, main event. Well, but no, that's great. He's just having yeah. a great game for that, for sure. Yeah, good point. It's beautiful. Yep, we got our Buckeye Boomers uh, off to a nice start there with Devontae. Which is big because Keenan Allen missed. He was a big piece of that that squad. But yeah. uh, Adams is kind of a – probably not a super high rostered player in that. It's not – and then it's a Bijan Adams start. So, I mean, if Bijan goes off too, like I think those two could really – Give us some leverage for sure. Gets the Carolina yeah. Panthers this week. Not too bad. Not I mean, most of those bad. teams that had those guys probably didn't advance because they really didn't have right. all that great of seasons, especially Bijan. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I, we recapped it a little bit uh, at the top because we were looking at that uh, – that mini sodes team, but yeah, we were just once again uh, doing a little victory lap, a little celebration on a, a great high stakes uh, year. It's been fun now to have these playoff sweats going. I mean, yeah, I mean the teams do great. I mean, what in the main event, one league, pretty much everywhere except one team, I think. I mean, for all the ones that were in the mix yeah. there, so I mean, yeah, the that's pretty pretty good. Man, it was truly a great year. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. Our best year. And I said, and I won my league too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, very fitting. It's beautiful. You're a huge part of the of our success this year. And wait, so Steph in Vegas, you drafted mm -hmm. two teams live, right? One with G and and Wu Tang, a FFPC main event, and then you drafted the prime time with us, and both of those teams advanced to the sprint. Hell yeah! Look at you! Boom. Look at you! And I and mean, our, ours was a long shot to make it to the sprint. I mean, we were behind like. 35 points and there was like four teams within like five or ten points and most of them were ahead of us by at least yeah. a few points and we had a big week and everyone else did it out 
and at the right moment. You're also going to win the Scott Fishbowl. So what did you <laughs> not dominate this year? Because <laughs> it seems I mean, like you dominated I, everything. I have the pretty good best ball advance rates too, I must say. Here we but go. we'll see. After week 15. <laughs> I'm pulling it's about up our damn time. Here. And now we get uh, Stafford versus the Commanders. We get Gibbs against Denver. Brees Hall's heating up. Garrett Wilson's heating up. Debo is the gam of all gams. JSN's coming on. Kelsey breakout party in Foxborough. Oh, oh Joshua God. Palmer. Holy, this is what we needed. Bye. First play. This game just became a certified shootout, guys. <laughs> just this like is, we all predicted. This is the yeah. back and forth second half scoring that you, you get when you get these uh, these games that really shoot out for you. I'm starting to sweat this kicker lower, guys. Um, <laughs> so let's see. And we got Chase Brown on this team. I'm trying to think what other fun pieces we have here. We're loaded with some uh, – Kickers and defense optionality. Um, Demario Douglas could be a thing uh, last couple of weeks. Chase Brown, though, is who you're most excited about. For I sure. mean, and Kelsey could still have a Kelsey week, and I doubt very many Kelsey teams made it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, something that could be huge leverage at some point. Almost, Hopefully. He almost missed the extra point. He was like, he almost just, if he would have missed the extra point, Pete, that would have been great. I I would have he's not that. he's not getting there, but anyway. Um yeah, but this team, man, it was it was funny too, because I was thinking, you know, what we're saying, you know, we had a really good year, and yet we had such heavy Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall bags that it's hard yeah. not to do the what if scenarios with, and yet here again, like what our team with Hassan and Blair, right? That has both Brees and Garrett Wilson, mm -hmm. doesn't it? This team here has both Brees and Garrett Wilson. It's like we still dragged these Zach Wilson ass teams uh, to the playoffs. Yeah, it's I, it's tough. I mean, we had sorry, go ahead. Well, it's just tough because like the what ifs aren't like what if we had drafted differently, like in this one spot. It's what if this horrible thing that like shouldn't have happened uh didn't happen you know like in real life so uh that's that's what's annoying about it because the, they were such clearly the guys you wanted to have garrett wilson is like a top five real life receiver right now he's amazing yep well this was also an aaron Rodgers team originally when we drafted it too right yeah. that's right we, we we got uh stafford afterwards off the waiver wire it was gino rogers yeah mm. I don't know. I'm I'm excited about Stafford this week. Like, I mean, how do you not get excited against the Commanders? I mean, he's done great in his hard matchups, and it seems like he's finding his rhythm again. So, yeah, I'm pretty. That excited. was impressive. It's a great spot for the Rams last week, going uh, into Baltimore like that and hanging in there. Yeah, I thought that was impressive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was very impressive, especially what, uh, since everyone overreacted to the weather. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's so funny. Uh, I've, I, I used to, I think I used to probably be someone that did that, but I, I remember like we, we built a Lamar Jackson double stack on the swole cast last week. And like the first comment was like, 
all angry. It was like, all caps, they're playing in a fucking tsunami. You idiot. Building out a Lamar Jackson double stack. Uh, with Isaiah Likely and Odell Beckham, uh, would have finished top 10 in basically any single entry or three max uh, contest you put it in. But on a Wednesday, you got you got to worry about the weather patterns in Baltimore yeah. uh, for a Sunday, fucking four days out. <laughs> Wait, that's the lot of did. What? With the lineup that I, that I built with you guys? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It crushed. Yeah, it scored like 185 points or something. God damn. Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately. Price, Drake London, Lamar Jackson double stack. It was the nuts. Yeah, my, my Lamar double had Bateman instead of Odell with Likely. So it did not do as well last week. But it started off okay. Yeah. But I also, I didn't put Rice on it. I, I did the Zach Moss chalk and other chalk that failed. Mm-hmm. I eventually ate the chalk. Even though I was very hesitant to eat it, and then I ate the chalk. <laughs> <laughs> I held it up for a while. I'm not going to eat this. Mm. But I did. So this, the score to this game is 49 to 7, and there's nine minutes left in the third quarter. So can they get over 70? If they want to, if the Raiders wanted to score 70 tonight, they can. I feel confident saying that. They're still throwing too. God bless America. God bless America. But they're punting. And now is when the Easton stick rushing comes in. They're, they got a little juice. They got the TD. They're going to call some dropbacks. They're not going to just run. They're not going to quit right now. They will in, in like a few drives. This is where we get our rushes. It is time. Have we have we gotten a single attempt? There was one time where I thought he took off, and then it didn't. He did. And he got pushed out of bounds, like at the line of scrimmage. It was annoying. Yeah, because I remember in the preseason. I mean, I remember him running a lot and getting designed runs and stuff. And I had the stat. Not this he game. rushed twenty-eight <laughs> times for one hundred ninety-nine yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, is that right? Five touchdowns. That can't be right. Maybe I had that was the run. was that the worst punt return. I've ever seen. I yeah, I think so. I'm thinking uh, a lot. That was like he could have caught it. Then he tried to play it off the ground and like waited till it rolled a ton, and then got nowhere. It was brutal. Well, I now believe that Kellen Moore was the problem in Dallas after watching <laughs> this game. Man. So, Steph. I'm going to bait you. The, there's uh -oh. a big debate on uh, Twitter these days. Who is the MVP? Is it Brock Purdy or is it Dak Prescott? It's Dak. Where do you get your ideas, Steph? I mean, I, I'm totally biased, except I have more Brock Purdy in my advancing team. So, but I don't have, but that doesn't win me any money, the MVP bet. So I'll, I'll go yeah. there. I didn't. I should have taken those odds. I know, like, I heard Silva always on it, like, pretty early. He he took some – I think he got some good uh, DAC MVP lines early on, so. Nice. Where are you guys at on that? Do you care? Do you have a take? Purdy versus DAC? I took uh, DAC at stealing lines at uh, 20 to 1 or something. Not really early, but still quite earlier than now, so – and yeah. and Dalton took Purdy the same week. We we were talking about how it was wide <laughs> open. So I am yeah. team deck. <laughs> I, I need to be right and have Dalton be wrong. But we have our subs covered on both those bets at much longer odds than their current odds, which is great. I think it's Dak. 
I mean, like the spirit of the award, like who is more important to yes. their team? Like, I think it's pretty clearly Dak. He's like more important yeah. to the Cowboys than Purdy is to the 49ers. And that's not to take away, like, even if you, because one of the knocks on Purdy is that it's kind of a run first team, run heavy team. But even if you just look at like his, his expected points added per game, Purdy has, is higher than Dak in that. So like kind of volume adjusted, it's still Purdy and efficiency, but there's just like, it's like Dak doesn't have a good running game. They both have really good defenses and Dak attacks downfield a lot more and is just like better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just is, he just is better than, than Purdy's Purdy's been really good and we don't have to do the whole thing. Cause like, it's obviously a big thing, but it's, I mean, to the extent that most viable players, like the last quarterbacks we saw in this offense were good. Like when Jimmy G was in this offense middle last year before Purdy took over, he was good in this offense, right? Like even the guys when Jimmy G was out before that, Nick yeah. Mullins and stuff, these guys were good. Like, And people uh, seem to take it like two things can be true. Dak can be more valuable and Brock Purdy can be playing out of his mind and be much right. better than a Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever else. Like both those things can be true. Yeah. People seem to not want to want to acknowledge right. that. Yeah. I've been kind of pro Purdy in this whole uh debate, I would say. Not like this part of the debate, but obviously, but like the the Purdy discourse for most of the year, I've been in the pro Purdy camp. And I was kind of in the anti-Jimmy camp. Um which is probably that's probably a small Venn diagram of anti Jimmy mm. pro Purdy people, but I if so I'm I'm not this isn't to knock Purdy Purdy's played awesome. Um, you can only like like he's doing what he's being asked to do and he's he's good. So like, is he being helped by Shanahan? Like, very much so. Is he being helped by his weapons a lot? But like, also he's playing really well. So he's not like I don't think like anyone can come in here and do what Purdy's doing at. Like, I really don't think that's the case. It's just that, like, Dak's having an incredible season. And they're they're putting the offense on his shoulders in such a, like, to me, like, that's, I was I was kind of into Josh Allen before, um, you know, well, I mean, actually, Josh Allen is still a pretty, pretty interesting bet if they run the table. But, but like, I, I kind of prefer the guys where it's, like, the whole offense really truly depends on them. And I don't. I feel like you can say that about Purdy. I, I agree with your note that Purdy, no one could just step in and do as well as Purdy. I do think a lot of QBs could step in and do very well. You have, I think, the best skill I mean, position Jimmy group proves that. in probably 20 years, probably since the Rams. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk is a legit number one X receiver now. And Christian McCaffrey and Debo give you schematic edges and everything. You have the best play caller as well of, in the NFL right now. And then you also have George Kittle at tight end. Like, that is a – it's it's not just – like, it can't go overstated how fucking good all the players around him. He has the best left tackle in the NFL at the same time, which is the second highest paid position, I think, in on offense besides quarterback. I mean, he's, here's, they have here's, so much fucking talent on offense. It's crazy. Here's, here's kind of an interesting one, though, because I think if Matthew Stafford was the – quarterback for the 49ers he would win mvp i don't know that he would be any more efficient than purdy is though yeah that's fair someone made a point about how a lot of times the first year a guy does it, it like it doesn't get bought in but if purdy does this again next year he could win mvp then the he'll win MVP. 
then yeah, you'll win. And for the same, Stafford's with, Stafford's with a, with a less efficient year, he could win. He could win MVP. right with a less efficient year. Yeah, yeah. The guy, if I had a, if I had a vote, it wouldn't be either of these guys right now. It would be Tyreek Hill. I legitimately think we should be giving MVP to a non-quarterback this year, not just like to make a statement. Like I think this this year he's been the most valuable player. I don't think two was bad, but I do think. Tyreek Hill is clearly more valuable to their offense than Tua even is. And I think he's the most valuable player probably in the entire NFL. It's, I mean, obviously the quarterback's the most valuable position and it's like, you right. know, like war chart is ever going to show that, but like you can't do more than what Tyreek's doing. And there's no quarterback really running away with it on the other end. It should be just, like the I, distance between like that quarterback and Andy Dalton or yes. something like that. Like, what would Andy Dalton, what would Joe Flacco do in this offense compared to this guy? Or maybe Dalton's a better example, but um, I don't know if there's any receiver that can do what Tyreek does in Miami. Like, he's a very unique chip for them. They have obviously, there's obviously a lot of other really good receivers, but the way they use him and use his speed specifically, certainly not um, down to an Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco level receiver. You would be like, yeah, Tyreek's making a massive difference. There's nothing about Tyreek's game that's ever going to show up on an Ian Harditz like highlight reel of being like this is why PPR scoring is dumb. Like every play he makes is actually impactful right. <laughs> to the game of football yeah. and moving the chains and creating explosive sure. plays and scoring opportunities. Someone noting Mahomes won it. Last week showed that. That's I think yeah, like different. So, someone had mentioned that you know if Purdy was a first round pick, he would win MVP. I agree with that. I think I that yeah. he would yeah. I don't think it would be close. Like if he was a first round pick. If he was drafted like where Mac Jones was, he would be the MVP and we wouldn't really – he'd be like, well, obviously it's Purdy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I saw, also, I saw someone say Wilson. Uh, underdog just waved the white flag on trying to create – yeah. Their algorithm like literally must not have had inputs for a game with this kind of disparity heading into the second half. They just called it. Wow. And you have you ever nice. seen that before? I don't play pickums enough to know. I've never like, seen how rare this the is. show. Nothing. You know, sometimes <laughs> they wait for some injury stuff to shake yeah. out or whatever, but never just blanket nothing in there. Nothing across the board on any players. Yeah. So we do still have a sweat, and it all comes down to Easton Stick. <laughs> I mean, we, we could pull up our high stakes teams and sweat those <laughs> and our best ball again. <laughs> so one of the chats said. We should be doing uh, the 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 baseline level, the replacement level should be called WWJFD. What would Joe Flacco do? Yeah. Hey, Joe <laughs> Flacco <laughs> helped me with my league. I had to start him week thirteen because I had a little, we have a Lamar team, so yeah, I know he's, he's a competent baseline. Joe Flacco and I'm like, he's legit. <laughs> I think the Why Chargers, couldn't the Jets keep him? Chargers social media team is apparently having a little fun here. Yeah. <laughs> we start slapping at that. <laughs> that. That's it. Just we scored. <laughs> that, that's so good because they know they're going to get dunked on and everything, but it's just like dunk on yeah. us. That's so good. That, imagine having to put out this graphic. Like, hey, at the end of each quarter, our social media team, you got to put out the graphic with the score. And they're like, all right. 
21 oh, nothing. Oh, those fucking lightning bolts just look <laughs> they're, lightning kind of, they're kind of fucked up at this point. You Here know? we go. It's at the half. There is a play when we were down 42 nothing. No, the lightning bolts seem kind of fucked up. They should really be showing the defense when you're down 42 nothing. <laughs> yeah. Not the ball in your hand. The ball wasn't really in your hands much, was it? <laughs> I love the Raiders, dude. Like, what is their pass rate right now? Like, they are just ripping it. They are, man. Antonio. Oh, so I have we talked about this on the show where this guy, he was on the 2007 Giants that won the Super Bowl. And he so he upset. I don't know how this guy ended up on Josh McDaniels coaching staff being a member of, of the Giants team that, that beat his Patriots in the first place. But to bring up, he brought up the example of, you know, basically we need to be like a team that sticks together, that, that nobody believes in us in this team speech right before McDaniels got fired. And he said, we need to be like, like the Giants oh, yeah, who right. upset the unfeated Patriots. <laughs> now he's sending a coded message to the team that's like, fuck Josh McDaniels. Like that's the, the, the subtext of like, we need to be like the Giants to upset the cocky Patriots coached by this guy. <laughs> and the team so hated good. Josh McDaniels. So they like, it fully resonated with the team. And then McDaniels got super pissed off. And Mark Davis is like, team loves this guy, Antonio Pierce. I got to fire McDaniels and make him head coach. Like, what? <laughs> what a <savvy> move. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, to answer That's our hilarious. question about the Raiders, uh, I just saw this tweet. Uh, Antonio Pierce was asked at halftime what he told his team about the second half, and he said, press the gas pedal even harder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. If I love this guy. And numbers for the Raiders uh, in the underdog lobby. That's why they couldn't hang it. They're like, Antonio Pierce is ready to drop a hundo. <laughs> he's ruining our He's ruining yeah. our, he ruined our axes. <laughs> they should have made so much money. I mean, people had to have bet the unders starting off on this game, uh, aside oh, yeah. from us. Yeah, absolutely. So they should be like, have already made a killing that it didn't matter and could put out whatever. All right. This is the drive. That will forever be known as the Easton Stick Rushing Drive. We'll come up with a more clever name for it, but it will be known as something along those lines. The Stick Shift. How much mayor do you guys have? Oh, I like the it. Stick <laughs> <laughs> drive to survive. <laughs> the Stick Shift. I think we have we mayor of teams on the bench. We need a shift. This asshole hasn't even tried to run. Let's go. All we need is them to drop into some coverage and him to have room to step up and run right up the middle, and he'll have like 20 yards to run, and we'll win it on one play. We yeah. need Easton Stick to have some kind of like lobotomy or, or brain transfusion with Mitch Trubisky and just turn into YOLO Easton Stick. Take the game into your own hands. Forget whatever bullshit Staley has told you. It's time to run for 100 yards, buddy. I'll take 19 and a half, but 100 is our goal. <laughs> 19 and a half is the most important number to hit, but 100 for you, man. <laughs> That's me rooting for you. Yeah. Think First you could turn off his headset? Nick. No. Now there's big dick stick. And big hawk broke. I, I Sorry, I don't know what Bella, what's got, uh, she's 
she doesn't usually bark that much. I mean, she does when she's like sees things, but I'm not sure what mm. she's barking at right now. I think uh, somebody's making some noise in the hallway. Uh oh, Bella's on guard. One of, oh yeah, she she's the definitely pe the people she's want Bella. Dog. The people want her. She feeling uh, up for a little limelight tonight? Uh, she, she may. Here, let me uh, see if right. I can. We might not be ringing the bell, but we're going to ring the bell tonight at the very least. Ring the bell. I don't, we have a shot, right? We just we need the kicker under and the rushing over, and we're there. I mean, we definitely we definitely have a shot. I I don't. I might have to take a rain check on actually ringing the bell as Pat has a big yawn. <laughs> Dude, like these games are legitimately winding down There's a so lot of times at this time. Why is it so long? I don't know. You would think they haven't even been running the ball that much. It's true. They're passing nonstop. What's the score? Check the Chargers social media account. <laughs> Use some more Michael Mayer points for my uh, my best ball bags. I do, Pat. You would have been you would have been nice uh, if we got the uh, a Spiller number. Probably just gonna ride him this entire second half. Yeah. Yeah, there. We would have tilted if we did the Quentin Johnston because that would have. That's like the one play. You just hope it's Johnston and it was Palmer. Bella's being stubborn. She she thinks I'm up to something. I tried to coax her with the tree, and now she thinks like wow. I'm trying to trick her. She, she's very Bella, into you it. She thinks something. you're trying to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I am. Usually, it involves like grooming of some sort, and she she knows ahead of time that you're thinking of doing something, and she will not have any part of it. Pat, what if you just started? narrating the walkthrough just on the show concurrently and we i it would save me having to listen to some of it tomorrow and you just start narrating it for the last it would just save all of us a lot of time i think but then i'd have nothing to do on my morning drive to work <laughs> well <unless you> work <laughs> saturday i don't think you're gonna have a morning drive i'm not done writing it so, uh, yeah, I announced in the walkthrough as part of uh, announcing that Sacrilegious is going to be writing for Legendary Upside um, and sending out his first article today. Uh, I also snuck in a PS that the walkthrough is wildly, wildly late. Um, so I'm going to get that. I'm hoping to get it all written tonight and then go to oh, sleep. Oh, no, you don't have it written yet? No, no, I, I've, I've not written five games. I need to write up the last five games. Any, I have, I've can only I, written I, up through the early window. Can I give you a pro tip? I mean, you know this too. You don't need. You can save the Sunday night and Monday night stuff for a second edition. All anyone cares about right now is the main slate. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> but that's. Uh, I still don't have. I still need to write up three more games. No, I'm trying to cut off two <laughs> games from your workload. I know, but I can't. The thing is, like. In order to get it done by a reasonable hour with the narration, I would need to start narrating as soon as the game's over. So mm -hmm. I can't, I'm not gonna, it doesn't really matter, basically. I'm gonna start narrating tomorrow. Dude, Easton. And the narrating like doubles as my edit. 
Yeah. But there was a legendary article, legendary upside article out today. So, you know. Yeah, I'm excited to read that. I, I, I watched your pod too. Yeah, I was like, I just finished the pod you guys put out. It was really good stuff. Yeah, it's a fun game because it's like the the sort of like the punishments for veering like truly off course are your team is dead. So it's like yeah. it's kind of like oh, yeah. trying to keep in the week seventeen stuff in your head, but like if you don't, like you you won't win the tournament. All right, let me ask you guys. I have a few finals teams. Let me ask you a sick question as the Chargers are drafting or driving here. Uh, logic would say they should absolutely not attempt a <coughs> single field goal the rest of the game. That's what all logic, every single number in the world would say. Would the Chargers, this iteration of this dumbass team, yes. kick a field goal tonight? Yeah. Yes. I think they would. No, they oh, yeah. always but they always go forward on four. So tonight's the one night they Wrong. decide. Dude, Staley's been kind of coward sometimes. He's letting kicker, yeah, kicker the kicker rip it. You throw. I mean, the thing is, though, that's that, that type of stuff. That type of stuff goes out the window when you're down by forty-two. Run, run, no, don't run backward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Was that really a fumble, man? That's oh. a fat guy touchdown. Oh, God, we got the big boy TD. He ran the wrong way. He, was that a I want to see the winning showdown line. It's got to be so crazy. Okay, I'm somehow I wasn't on live in, again. Uh, one, of, one of the single entries right now. You are? Nice. Yeah. What's that? What's the what's the top price? Aiden O'Connell, captain, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayers, Amir White, and then Easton Stick as the, the one charger. What contest? The uh, 20K red zone. Nice. Aiden O'Connell, captain, Jacoby, Devontae, Zamir White, Easton Stick, and and what else? And Mayer. So basically the entire oh, starting oh my Raiders God. offense with just Easton. You'd, and so Ancelot was no. not very popular tonight? No, but this is a, this is a small contest. Only 454 yeah. entries. That helps. Mm. 56. I can't. I, yeah. Two weeks in a row, we would have been completely wrong trying to uh, guess the scores here. But it's funny games. that this is like we've gotten over 60 points scored in this game, and it stinks. Yeah, yeah it still doesn't feel very uh, exciting yeah. at all. It never was good. This game was never good. Yeah. I kind of liked when Jacoby was throwing passes. Well, that was fun. There's been fun moments. Yeah, I'm like, we should do that more. I mean. <laughs> we should do that more. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Man. So I haven't been paying that much attention, honestly. Does QJ have anything he had one catch. I and he caught a pass. So it's the second best game of the year. <laughs> Both with Easton Stick. Who's who's the second quarterback on the uh, Chargers roster right now? It's a good question. 
Max Duggan. Not new. <laughs> Max Duggan. <laughs> yeah, he led TCU to the national title game last year and then got absolutely destroyed by Georgia. It was about as big of a blowout as this game. Oh, man. <clears throat> so that's the last time he played in an official game. He'll he'll be very comfortable with his scoreline. <laughs> You think anyone can fix the Chargers at this point? Yeah, I mean, you got Herbert. The national title was sixty-three yeah. to seven. Is it? Is it sixty-three to seven right now? Is it the, the same score as Max Duggan's last game right now? Oh, is this it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my! How wow. did we like? And I feel really embarrassed being obviously down the street from TCU. Pete, yeah. look up his uh, look up his his mug shot. <laughs> Max, yeah, did he get one? All right. No, he's just. Oh wow, he's Looks another like he's ginger, straight out of Harry Potter or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy who's gonna save our QJ bags. Oh boy. Wasn't Andy Dalton also TCU? What is it with the gingers out of TCU? Like. I'm pretty sure Andy Dalton was Injured QBs and bust wide receivers. What a great university. Oh, man. Yeah, he looks like a guy out of Harry Potter. That's the right way of putting it. For sure. I don't know. That, that doesn't have instill a lot of confidence. <laughs> I also think this guy has some crypto. <laughs> look at that! Look at that stash! Oh man! No, come on, Max. Gretch, who's my profile picture again? Steve Emptman. We just had our uh, we had a Heisman finalist, Michael Penix, our quarterback. You yeah, know. he was the second Heisman finalist in University of Washington history. Who was the first? Steve Emptman. Yeah. That's why he's my PFP. He was a Heisman finalist as a defensive tackle. Guy was That's a beast. sick. Let Easton cook. God damn. All right. What would you guys if if the if the Easton number in our five leg was I think he's at two rushing yards right now. If it was set at four, what would you rather have, higher or lower, rest of the game? Easton Stick rushing? Yeah, so it's basically our same. I would take the over on four. I think I would take the under. He just seems to be, like, (laughs) releasing the ball so quick. He's been dropping back and throwing. See like, how easy that was, underdog? See how easy that was? <laughs> as soon as he hits his back foot, he's releasing the ball. And then the one time he tried to extend a play, he got absolutely rocked and fumbled. This dude's not extending a play the rest of the game. It's going to be a disaster. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I, think, I think the lower is the correct side, but it would be such a miserable sweat. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. It's going to be a lot of handoffs and a lot of quick passes. 
This is the point we're at. CLN says Duggan is a better runner. Too bad it's not the Chargers QB rushing oh, over 19 and a half. Oh, man. I, you know what? It, now that he says that, I'm surprised some of these sites haven't done that. You know how people like they like insurance, they want the you know voided or whatever. Like they can, it's it's just a math <coughs> thing, right? To just be like Chargers QB whatever, or you could do you know team kicker points for if someone like I, I'm surprised they don't do that because I bet it would encourage even more yeah action just there's a lot of concern like, about injuries or in-game benchings yeah. or all that kind of stuff for sure yeah that would I don't be know great if they can right because it's like a oh I don't know that you could is that a regulatory thing well do you know what maybe hmm. yeah because that's basically so it's like a it's almost a side or something yeah I don't think you can yeah. The guy who scored the big man TD, John Jenkins, CBS Sports just had this 11th NFL season, 34 years old. He's played 130 games, six different teams. Just scored his first touchdown. What? Oh, yeah, man. He hit 24 miles per hour faster than Chase Brown on that. No. That's really fast. Someone's pulling your leg. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling your guys' The leg. Raiders? We I was like – Holy! I got eyes, bro. I did not see 24 miles an hour on that play. I wasn't paying attention, so I was like, really? <laughs> Honestly, Next Gen should do something like that that's vaguely believable because people just so blindly eat that stuff up. Even if they oh, yeah. hit 19.6 miles per hour on that scoop and score, big dude was moving. <laughs> I mean, I should know better. Mike I used to work with on the line. I, I, I know, wait. Related, you know, there's no way. It's like weight adjusted. There's a reason that big guys, you know, percentage of doing things is different. Mm. Saints Rams, God help us. I I haven't confirmed this, but I just because we do need a, a pick me up earlier in the off season, Cooter Doodle couldn't make the Saints one. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! <laughs> We might see Max. We might see Max. How do you spell Max Duggan? I just I wanted that point out. for my Austin Eckler sweat for my stupid home league. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to get an Austin Eckler reception. Nope. Dude has – Eckler has – Eckler is uh, so bad. Three catches. I, I How many times do you think Max Duggan was drafted in best ball mania? <laughs> Stop it. No. Just nobody drafted him. I bet. I bet someone drafted him once for the bit. He's got. He's was it in Superflex? No, this is best. I mean, I took some gross stuff. Oh my god! Seven no times. He was drafted twice by two different people. Who are these people? Unless Did they graduate from TCU? <laughs> oh, for sure. It's a, it's a five quarterback team. <laughs> Pulling this up on screen, Pat. Are you on oh. DMD? <laughs> I want to see these sick individuals. Wait, and this person advanced. No. Uh, wait, are these no, no, they didn't. Yeah, they oh, they finished in six hundred forty-four thousandth okay. place. <laughs> oh, thank God. I mean, when you okay, have the whole Brock Purdy, EJ Stroud, you can't always use a little max. Oh Dunn. yeah, look, another Kendra went to TCU. This guy's a homer. Yeah. Oh, this is the all TCU team. Look at this robust build. 
Oh my How god. How many advancing Eastern Three stick teams do you think there are? Sixth round. This guy took Max Duggan in the sixth yeah. round. One of the two the picks. Rich value. <laughs> One of the two What's Max going on? was in the sixth round. This is how Pat won Best Ball Mania. It wasn't that impressive. <laughs> this is who he's competing against. He took three fucking receivers. <laughs> Seven, eight running backs on this team. How many? Well, how look, many he's Eastern also a Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh my God. Chase Brown, though, pretty nice pick. I think he was, <laughs> was using the leg up rankings with these. Zeke, Chase Brown, and then Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he wasn't using the leg up uh, positional recommendations, though. <laughs> <laughs> His dog chewed up the wide receiver port. He accidentally clicked on the, the leg up dynasty ranks when he was in the sixth round. He's like, ooh, Max Duggan, good sixth round pick. <laughs> this does seem round. like it maybe should have been. The people saying it didn't pass the intent. Literally, Max Duggan is the only rogue pick by ADP. Yeah, what, what the other Bills pick is, is pretty wild. Which one? The Bills. Just the wild. overall build. Oh, the build is not yeah. I'm saying it, it makes sense to me why this one wouldn't get flagged. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it does These technically meet the roster requirements. There's nothing about this that's like it ruined everything for everyone would... else other than all the running backs. Well, I don't know. Let's look at the draft. <laughs> you, you guys are throwing out drafts for someone going three and a half rounds ahead of ADP. Uh, you're going to have no contest uh, next year. Uh, Higby at 10-6 is completely okay. Romeo Dobbs in the 13th round. Nice value pick on your wide receiver, too. I just want to say he was more like an 11th yeah. round pick. You know, you get him in the 13th. That's great. Uh, you you guys are Singletary pretty rogue. Much better pick at 8 6 than Devin Singletary around before that. Keep trying, guys. <laughs> Wait. Then who around before that? Then who around before that? No, I'm saying his uh, his teammate who he outscored was going around oh. before him. Oh, yeah. Yes. Damian Pierce. Yeah. 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 Mm. Easton Stick advanced twice, guys. There's that two advanced Easton Stick. All right, I want to go look at Easton Stick teams. These teams are this team's pretty good. They're both by the same guy. And they're pretty <laughs> goddamn good teams. Yeah. How two many quarterbacks does he have? Best ball Viper is one of the greatest. Honestly, he has the Daniel Jones, CJ Stroud, Easton Stick team. He needs stick this stick. It's a he got Keenan, Mike Williams, wow. and he didn't get uh, he didn't get Herbert, so he went with Easton Stick. Yep. This guy has more live quarterbacks yep. than most teams. He was trying to get what? Herbert in the sixth. He went Keenan four. Same thing here, Keenan four, he and he, he he did he misses on Herbert, and then he, he goes Eckler Keenan first and fourth. He misses on on Herbert. He comes back with Easton Stick. That's kind of interesting. If you miss your stack, take the backup QB really late. Yeah. The thing is, you just build another stack. Like I've got oh, teams like this. Yeah. I've got teams that are saved by doing this with like 49ers where I this got stuck on 30. 15 out of 66, I mean, 22.7% advance rate. Now I want to see how many chargers he has. He has to have so many. He strikes me as a chargers guy. Maybe not. I mean – Pat, if you did that with Aiden O'Connell, you'd be pretty pumped right now. If you had Jacoby Myers, yeah. Devontae Adams, and Aiden O'Connell, you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm advancing. <laughs> How many Aiden O'Connell teams are We already looked this up. I think we already did. But Yeah. Run at Easton. A... Run. All right, first down. He has no desire to run. Moves the sticks. 
He actually stood in the pocket a little bit there. Dude, how pissed would you be if you were in a pod with one of these 33 Aiden O'Connell teams? Dude. Pete, all we need is the 19 rushing yards. If he I goes off, at my pod, I, I, we could be. <laughs> if he gets that's off for a 20 yard run, we're we 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 get there. This game will have been worth something. He just doesn't. Wait, did Aiden O'Connell go over on our? Stop yeah. running the football. A while. Maybe I ago. thought it was two hundred. Two forty-one. Uh, Everything's uh, here. We just need. We just need. This is know, yes. Eighteen say. measly little rushing yards from Easton Stick. Oh, he already has two. Look at that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> we also have Gerald right Everett, who's slowly. Uh, they're, they went run, run, pass last time. I think they're probably doing that again, but. How about this, guys? How many, if I do uh, with uh, two QBs, how many two QB AOC teams do you think there are advancing? Oh, there wow. better be none. That's sick. That is sick. There's got to be some. Of the 33, I bet there's eight two QBs. Two. Two. So Genetic freaks with a Russell Wilson, Aiden O'Connell. Imagine seeing this what? team in your pod. You're like AOC, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, Keenan Allen. He's got and Adams too. He's got Zamir White too. J.K. Dobbins. He's playing for this game. This oh, guy gets a what wow. if week 15 is all that matters. <laughs> Oh, run, run! 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 Oh, he's been, no. Run, dude! No, 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 no. Where was that? That was only like 12. No, yeah, he didn't get He could have run more. He's third and four. He only got like, oh. 10, like 12, I want to I want to say. Man, he could have gone. Oh, my. Dude, but this is what. Yes. Don't, don't let this guy get hot. I'll tell don't you right, let him get right. hot, baby. That was only nine. Yeah. Get hot. He only got nine there. That but we got nine, nine more. Felt like 30. Okay, one more. Like one more run. Man. Just There's one more so of those. Space. He seems to bring it back. Oh, man. I thought it He's was in a groove. He, he felt how – that yeah. felt good. Good in his hair, for sure. Yeah. Easton, oh, yeah. run. Go, go. Uh. <laughs> I got oh. doubled it and then just got shoved down. Yeah. Guys, Easton's not very good. That was a – that was <laughs> that was a – we know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at this other team. Oh, Raiders pick was incredible. What's this team? See, a Josh Allen, Aiden O'Connell pairing makes a little bit more sense. Although, is there not a single Raider on this team other than Aiden? Did you guys see the Raiders pick? I missed There's that. There's barely Raiders. any Bills. One-handed it? He stacked him with Dawson Knox. I don't see a single other Bill. Run it. Run it. Oh, just run it. Oh, Eckler catch. There we go. We'll take those points. Okay, yeah, we'll take a first down. And there's first some down. New England guys, so he did try to maybe get some Week 17 on the Bills. I don't know. Probably an accident. Genetic freaks. You know what we need? We need him to get down in the scoring range, and I think he might scramble in the red zone because you get so – everything gets shrunk down, you know. You get the quarterback rushing in the red zone. 
for the audio Jack. listeners, Genetic Freaks is the name of the team that drafted Russell Wilson and Andrew <laughs> Yeah, It just occurred to me that I just said that. Isn't it? Doesn't it kind of illuminate for you guys how <laughs> massive this contest is that I can be like, show me an AOC advancing team with three other quarterbacks for a four total quarterback build and then just a guy just pops up with one of those? <laughs> that, that totally that does exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> That advanced. Yeah. Jesus. This Were there any Brandon Bolden teams? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Bolden? There might be Brandon Bolden teams. I bet there's Brandon Bolden teams. Let's go, Easton. Second and 10. There we go. Drop back. Tuck it, buddy. It. Oh, that's a good pass. Easton's oh. feeling it. Down to the 12th. Now he needs a rushing TD to, to cap this off. Wait, oh, is this real? Only three total Brandon Bolden teams? Of all the crazy shit, people are out here drafting Max Duggan, but not Brandon Bolden? <laughs> not Brandon That's Bolden. Wild. I feel like Brandon Bolden is justifiable on at least 100 rosters. Right, just too boring of a player, sure. though. Nobody, Everyone is like, yeah, I mean, it's justifiable, but he's Brandon Bolden. <laughs> the size queen, though, said... <laughs> I got to get this. Amir Abdullah was drafted 16 times and advanced twice. Okay. Go but he was like a like last year Whoa. even. He was a big actual zero RB guy. So, I mean, that wouldn't make sense. Erickson. More. Danny Kelly's call. Erickson with the TD. Wow. Let's see if he was drafted. Erickson. No, I don't think he was in the player in. pool. I was going to say, I don't. How do you Is that how you spell it? No, he's not Eric. in. Yeah. No, I think it's with a K. I think it's CK, but I don't think he's in there. No. Fix your site, Patrick. I want to be able to query for this guy. <laughs> he's not. I don't think he's in the Maybe he's player. not in the underdog pool. <laughs> so they got yeah, on site. They have a lot of guys not in the pool that I wanted to draft. Are they going for two here? Come on. Are they worried Cameron's leg's going to fall off if he doesn't use it? They're just going to, hey, we got to let him get out here. Otherwise, we got to let the guy might have to look. amputate it. So, what's the weirdest player you guys have on a team advancing? That's, That's a, a good, good question. question. How would I look for that? Just go through. I don't know if you've already like looked through your teams, like and just had the know. weirdest player. I advanced. Well, you, uh, well, you can look at your exposures. I'm pretty well, sure I advanced. Look at my exposure. Uh, a rojo team, which is fun. <laughs> I guess it'd be like looking fun. at like one of your worst teams. Ah, jeez, this team sucks. All right, so my exposures, let's see. Yeah, I have I drafted, one Alan Lazard BBM team. <laughs> I, drafted, for me. I drafted Ronald Jones one time, and that team advanced. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. That's how it works. 18th round Ronald Jones. I had a wild air one time, and it advanced. Pat, do you see? I, I only used I, – I mean, I posted this clip. But I only use the emojis a couple times when naming my BBM teams. This one here that just bubbled up to the top. BBB with Pat Curran, the trash emoji, because this was the Zeke team. This was the team this he the absolutely Zeke team. Amazing. hated. It also had Odell Beckham. 
Uh, Michael Thomas, who does it have right now? Oh, it has Adams, 18.9 points. But it's a Lamar and Dak team. <laughs> wow. Pretty good, dude. No, Josh. What were those tight ends? Uh, I have a ro- I have a Rojo team too. <laughs> Taysom and Ferguson. This was I advanced a Deion Jackson team. <laughs> that oh, is wow. pretty gross. No, I do have I have a ro- I have a Ronald Jones team as well. Nice. Oops. Not even kidding. Advanced to Marvin Jones and a Mal- and uh, Malik Marvin Davis. Jones. That's uh, a good one. Malik Davis. Oh yeah. No, I know I have a couple Marvin Jones. Uh, I advanced oh, a, I have, um, have a Robbie Chosen. Okay. There you go. Oh, I have a I have, Justin Ross team. That's embarrassing. Oh, I have a lot. I have a Corey <laughs> team. And oh, I drafted an uh, Allen Robinson share with Hertig. Oop, that's gross. I have two Allen Robinson teams. One of them is a Bulldog. Sean Tucker. There's uh, one for Pat. Oh, a little yeah. Robert Woods action. Yeah, I blame Pat for those two. Man, only one. Oh, I advanced to Justin Ross team. Too. Hey, Robert Woods. There's no one left. He's not the worst guy to have. I advanced to Trey Lance team. Is that thing? Uh, is that dead? Oh wow. <laughs> I know my DK ones were actually weirder. I was looking at those. I my highest advancing quarterback is Anthony Richardson over there, and mm. my highest tight end. Over here is, of course, Mark Andrews. So that's fun. Who are you guys? What's your highest advancing player in your advanced exposures? Mine's Chris Godwin. Actually, it's tied with Keenan Allen, Ty Chandler, and AJ Dillon. That's gross. But I only have 18 teams. I only did 100 teams. My highest wide receiver is Marvin Mims, guys. I, I think mine is uh, so my, he's my second. My yeah. highest is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen and Martin. My highest player is Warren. Nice. Is my highest. Uh, and then I have Warren, Keenan Allen, and Mostert, and Mims, A Chain, and Mark Andrews are like my top five there, it looks like. So half of them Minor, are. Dead. I use Samuel Bateman, Allen, and <laughs> No, yeah, I don't. Bateman's pretty close. Yeah. We were all Bateman. on the same wavelength. Oh, is this game still? Oh, my God. There's still eight minutes left in this game. You guys want to do another gauntlet draft? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I haven't done any playoffs yet, but sure. All right. I mean, I played a plenty Waver last year. Chasing team. Let's go. Here comes the punt. Chargers defenders are holding up the ball, the fist. Fourth down. So I have no idea how ADP's been going, but so this will be really interesting. Three TD night for Stick, not bad. Oh, that's great. 63 to 14. Imagine if any of us saw this score before tonight. Our heads would have spun. He's going to lead his uh, second garbage time TD drive right here. Rush for 
12 more yards? What does he need? Nine more yards? Oh, oh don't my run. God. Nine. Oh, my oh. God. Speed up the game. Speed oh, up flag. the game. They held the punter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they held the punter. There's a flag. Oh. I should just let that one go. Like, give them a touchdown. I feel bad for them. Was that on the punter? Or was the punter being held? Because that's hilarious. If it is true. Yeah, he held the punter. <laughs> he held the punter. <laughs> he held the punter. <laughs> yeah. This game has gone the the over. In this game was 34. Was the it's gone over it twice. <laughs> um, all right. McCaffrey, Lamb, Hurts. Maybe you do a different uh part of the game tree here than Debo. You want to do like the Kelsey Mahomes thing? I mean, yeah. how far can we push Mahomes? Yeah, we can grab Kelsey. Does he go yeah, always in the second, or can we push him out to like the third? Or no, no. I... Well, you basically, can, this room's pretty you can do what he's about to do: double tap the 49ers, or you can do Mahomes. Or do you? I, I wouldn't be opposed trying it. You want to take AJB and try to push him? He won't come back because you can pair him with with the CMC guy. Can pair up Mahomes. Mm. All right, I'll trust you, I guess. All right, just, just put the condom on. All right. So where does like Hertz and Dak go? Because like in case you passed it and did the other side, like I was gonna like we could have taken like Pollard or something, and then bet on like either Mahomes <laughs> or Dak coming back. You got your punt returner taking it all the way to the house, and you hold the butter. <laughs> It's like an open field. The butter's not running him down. You can just run to the sideline and get around him. What are you doing? Oh my god! So funny. He held the fucking butter. That was really obvious. I don't think I've ever seen a guy hold a butter. I, like, I, no. I don't think I've ever seen a holding goal yeah. on the putter. I'm sure it's happened, but I can't remember. It. That was I don't remember it either. Sorry, what were you guys talking about? We started Kelsey Mahomes. <laughs> started Kelsey Mahomes. Yeah. There was there was a debate of maybe we could have tried to push Mahomes, but I you know it's interesting. I wonder if he maybe would have come back. Hmm. So what other teams are we looking at here? What do we want to pair him with? Was well, it Pacheco? Well you do you you do Pacheco here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize how early Pacheco was going. What is Pacheco's health status? Is there any? That's what I was gonna say. I was like, more? is he coming back? Could he go on IR? <laughs> there's still four weeks of games, right? I mean, there's a lot, yeah. long time until the first round. Yeah. And he's like not at any risk of losing his work to CEH or anything like that. Like, 
And, and the Chiefs aren't going to get the one seed. Like, this is, I mean, this is a team that can win from the wild card game all the way to the Super Bowl pretty easily, and you have their three best players. Now, probably. Oh, yeah, this is easily. So this would, do, you, do you risk I mean, losing Rashi here? Or do you just grab Rashi, or do you grab I think you just grab Rashi. That's what I'm. Because otherwise there's no real nice NFC pieces to grab. Yeah, I mean, you could do Almond Rock, but I would do Rashi, I think. Yeah. yeah. So He's got to be a big I mean, we're going to have a strong enough team at this point. I mean, just on the side that we could figure something out on the other oh, side. Man. Stick one time, brother. Let's run the ball. One time, Easton. I will say that's like the only positive thing. Uh, about this game is it's just drunk in a way where we don't have to worry about them just throwing the ball or running the ball, you know, 20 times to like in the game, you know, like some teams would they're just yeah. put a bit shotgun. Come on, Easton, do it for the vibes, man. This is going to be a run. What are they oh doing? Oh my God. Was that a little RPO there? God, if that was Dude, a little he, read option, he, he had it. Back. Yeah. He might have scored. They should like after they saw that. You think you think Kellen Moore's like, "Ooh, I got it. I got a play called dial up here. We're gonna make this 63-21. There was no defender on the outside no, there. Easton no. was taking it to the house. That was a straight handoff. But if it would have been, a he was he was ringing the bell there. All right, they're dialing oh, it up again. Do it again. They're doing the pull. Get it. Pull it. Um, oh my ah. I just <laughs> what? what dude, they're setting it up. Yeah. I, I Kelly's like, all right, I'll just run to where you were gonna run. I mean, it's wide open. So what are we doing the NFC side? Yeah, we need I was gonna say Ferg Daddy, because there's other Dallas yeah, pieces. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, Cook's still here. No, he won't. I like it. Yeah, let's. Of let's course go you down. like it. You're you're uh. You're of course. <laughs> we could I get am. uh. We could get Dowdle, right? Dowdle's a yep. pick. Well, we don't. Go I mean, if we even need a second, we don't really necessarily need a second running back, but we could. I no, mean, we, we could definitely. Do... You wouldn't go with less than two running backs. It doesn't have to. I mean, I'm generally. Have you done any two running back teams? You normally three. No, I do. I do plenty of two running back teams. Yeah, yeah, and I do. I, grab... I tend to stay on the lighter side. You know what? You could also do. You could just grab McKinnon and just be like, "We're just." Mm -hmm. I yeah. was going to say that before. Yeah. I didn't want to. I was going to say like or. That. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say we could double up on him. I just didn't know at the right point and didn't want to. There's different rounds, you know. Room. Like you can you can have them ping pong weeks. Yeah. I mean, but we've seen them. Both be used in the same game before, too. So what we need now is kind of what a fringe NFC team that we can get some nice. nice yeah, I mean, from. David Montgomery. I was thinking about. Well, what seed? Where do we think Dallas? I'm trying to think, somebody yeah, think that won't run into that. Dallas early. Maybe. I mean, I think like we could Green Bay's in right now. Like, you could get like, if you want to, how fringe do you want to go? What do you mean? We don't need to get that Green fringe. Green Bay's pretty fringe. The, yeah, that's the Chiefs probably won't get the buy. 
if we had the right. 49ers could do, or the what about uh, Vikings? Um, Vikings, maybe. I I'm not wondering if we don't like. Do we? I think Gallup is should be a priority add. On this I agree. Team. What about Tolbert? Is Dowdle okay? Gone? Wait, is David Dowdle Montgomery has fallen. Actually, well, we could get Montgomery Laporta on this turn potentially. Well, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, if, if they're there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Laporta goes. That doesn't, but you could still do Montgomery Jameson. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to play that. I think Detroit's an interesting. I think we should also go Dowdle Gallup or something. Yeah, Dowdle. Dowdle. Dowdle over Montgomery. If we could go, we would have to go Montgomery Dowdle and then go. Well, there are a lot better chance to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just a bet on the show. I think, and then and then we could have later. We could have more. Yeah, I like Dowdle. Because we don't want to go four running backs, so we're kind of locked out of Dowdle. Why why can't we go four running backs? Why wouldn't we go Jamison and Gallup? Um, that makes sense. Jamison Gallup makes Nine, sense. Ten. Basically, you I, don't. The way the roster construction breaks down is four running backs is like really. You're yeah, kind of tying I your hands behind your back in terms of the combinations that you'll have later in the later rounds. Yeah, because you only start one running back, you start two wide receivers. Yep. Yeah. I think so you, we do yeah. Gallup here because even if you miss out on Jamison, a guy like Reynolds or Khalif Raymond is a decent out. Okay. Yep. I like that. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, basically, what you you want your run, you want to try to draft running backs that are going to go as late as possible. And that kind of one, you want all your players to go as late as possible. So, so that's one reason to do that. But the other is that you then, like the way the combinations work out, you don't want to lose, uh, you don't want to end up losing running backs. But is it like a thing you can't do? Because with Ferguson and Gallup and both of the Chiefs running backs and, and kind of playing that as a ping pong thing, like Dallas's running back yeah. here feels like it actually makes sense. Is it that bad of a I think this might be a spot that it be, would make sense if we build that they went to the Super Bowl or made it really far. They could. I know that, that you know yeah, normally. I've experimented that. with it, but it's that you're gonna run into a team that's got like these these same guys plus a surviving wide receiver on the other team. Yeah. Is and what it you is. Do it's you that, also need wide receiver firepower yes. to advance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gonna be really thin at Quentin receiver. Johnson, Didi. <laughs> God, we didn't get the Easton stick rushing. I need that. to see what my QJ exposure is. I had enough of him, but I don't know if I how much I advanced. Ooh, JMO gets sniped. Oh, wow. JMO's snipe job. So Josh Ferguson, I mean uh, Josh Reynolds, is a gross, but he runs a lot. Did Gallup though. Yeah. Uh, we have Gallup. Yeah, we, we took could Gallup. Get that's what I said. Do Tolbert and Reynolds as these last two picks? But we don't have a Dallas running back. What you could you also do? you could also go Dowdle. If you, I mean, at this point, you might as well just do Dowdle. I think Montgomery's the pick. That's that's why I was saying Josh Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I think we go Reynolds, right? Yeah, because we, we shouldn't. Pieces. I don't think Tolbert should have been the pick. Dowdle Reynolds is how I would have closed that. But I don't but, mind this construction. We're yeah, playing AFC work. Chiefs, 
and then we have two really good Super Bowl matchups with Detroit or Dallas with them. Yeah. It works. What I think you want Dowdle instead of Montgomery there is, is I think what that's where that's where I am. Yeah, I think the same thing. Dottle over Montgomery would have like strictly for the Super Bowl unique piece. Yeah, because you're you're betting on like the way I think you want you want to think about this is like first you want to think about I flipped the cards over and this team made the Super Bowl. Yeah, what are my chances of winning a 400 person final? That's what you mm-hmm. should think about first, mm-hmm. and it's much more like it's much more likely that the Cowboys make the Super Bowl than the than the Lions, and yeah. so you like you're you're much happier to have I think the Dowdle Ferguson Gallup part of it than Montgomery Reynolds part of it. The 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 counter to that would be you know if you're thinking about the unique pieces. Most people are playing it as Dallas being more likely to go. Dowdle has a higher ADP than Reynolds. I think you could argue that you're pulling a different uniqueness lever and that you would be just as happy flipping over the cards with the Chiefs Lions. Oh, um, you'd be very happy well, to flip over the cards with the Chiefs Lions. On yeah. This team. yeah. And that, you'd be, and so you'd be really saying. Yeah, yeah. If, you, so made, if you made it. it. And we're acknowledging just Lions versus Cowboys, and obviously Cowboys have a better chance. But for also just general optimal construction and allocating roster spots, you would prefer not to have the fourth running back. Yeah. Going Reynolds over Dowdle at the end was the right move because right. We, yeah. when we took Montgomery, we were betting lines Super Bowl, yeah. and I basically never got fully on board with that bet. That's why I was like, I don't know, maybe Dowdle. Yeah. But the right move was to get that, fully on board the bet. That's kind of, yeah. 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 I, I'm with exactly where you're at pat i mean once we took him then i was like yeah we probably don't want that fourth but i would have probably made the opposite pick there but it makes sense what you're saying i I mean about it's more unique the reason i like is just because i i really think you know the difference of the points you're going to get from montgomery you know from dowdle like it really could be the piece that gets you from the divisional round of the conference championship yeah those yeah advance them we got a big winner in the in the chat that qjtd just made someone two and a half k on a triple spice with the eastern fumble jgfc wow jgfc send me that uh the screenshot on uh on twitter here so i can see this bad boy show the people incredible that's awesome that's that's work well done. We should have just spiced it up with the with the game like this. Just gonna let's spice, baby. Well, I mean, we thought there was a thirty-five over under. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be a game yeah. like this. Spice it up. There's like seventy. We know there was gonna be eighty points. How many Touchdowns. points? Are you I was thinking about taking the under. There's been eighty-four points in this game. Good lord. They've gone fucking more than double the over under. So is this going to be another week where like every stud busts and like I mean because it's kind of feeling like how last week was starting off now where Thursday night game was Quentin Johnson the guy you need <laughs> after all of my Quentin Johnson teams are eliminated ago. yeah yeah no no he he loves he loves us he's gonna wait. I want to see how many Quinn Johns I think. We, we dropped him like on all of our high stakes, I think. 
I I advanced two Quinn Johnson teams. I'll have you know, including my uh, Justin oh, Herbert. I'm, I'm sure. Could have been an Easton Easton Stick team with this Quinn Johnson Keenan uh, Keenan Allen stack. I just didn't I didn't play it the right way. That's amazing, man. Easton Stick's gonna get the ball back. Yes, don't give him another chance. They're gonna run it, and just that's gonna be game. Uh, looks like I have eleven percent, Quentin Johnson. It looks like we are going to get the score, Gami Gretch. Are we? Yeah, this game oh, is a ninety-nine point five seven percent chance of ending in a score, Gami. Uh, nice. Sixty-three twenty-one. All right, JGFC just uh, DM'd me his uh, his pick him here. Let me pull this bad boy up. Look at this, dude. You are a sicko. What Jacoby Byers, Spice TD, Easton Stick, Fumbles Lost, Quentin Johnston, TD. Beautiful. 25 bucks. Wow. 500. Guys, is this where Easton Stick just becomes the legend of all legends right here? Not if you're in a pod with them. They're going to run it, dude. Yeah. I hope, I hope you're right, but they're going to hand off and just end the game. Oh, they're going to run it, dude, with Easton, with Easton. Stick. <laughs> this oh, is a straight it's handoff, two-yard carry, and Brandon Staley's on the field before the clock's at 28 seconds. He's no, walking to the field. This is he's he stretching gets, right? right now. Yeah, he's already on his way to midfield. Come on. Uh-huh. No, the two-yard gain was a four-yard gain. All right. I, I, I have zero interest in getting Taco Bell. I'll tell everyone right now. This game is over, and I'm not getting Taco Bell. <laughs> I was going to make a grand proclamation if they ran another play, and they did not. They did not. This is why you always get insurance on your picks. <laughs> Dicker. I mean, so close. So close. It's painful. Mayor, smash. AOC, smash. Dicker lower, smash. Devontae over Gerald Everett, smash. Easton stick. Couldn't get his two little twig sticks to rush for nine more yards. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. We need to go. So Pat Easton can... stick in the mud, am I right? <laughs> Nailed it. Uh <laughs> Appreciate all of you hanging out. What I was trying to tease. delirious. What I was trying to tease. I was waiting as long as I possibly could. I was just going to try to let that go. How long have you had that one? I sat on it for a full three seconds. Let it it breathe. Hang on. The tease I was trying to do is we tentatively have Cooter Doodle booked for next week. So that's. Oh, 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 oh. Cooter Doodle's. Wordle video. It's the funny one of the yes. funniest pieces of content I've ever seen. So fucking funny. Yeah, I didn't even uh, play Wordle. He's hilarious. I retweeted it. There's like four different like ebbs and turns to the video, and then the punchline is perfect. Uh, you have to go watch uh, that video. Uh, so hopefully we'll have her on uh, next week, which I believe is the second to last. It'll be the penultimate regular season ship cast before. The El Nino Bowl between the Jets and the Browns in Week 17. Um, anything else from you guys here? 
Scorgami. Uh, Sorry. Walk through. Underdog, <laughs> underdog get a payout for those Scorgamis. <laughs> I was just excited. I was excited. We got the Scorgami. We got the Scorgami. Um, he scratches like a little kid. Scorgami. Scorgami. The walkthrough. The walkthrough is uh, it'll be out a day later than usual because it's not done being written. But check out Sac Religious's article on the site. Uh, if you're like Pat, what the fuck are you talking about with combos? Uh, he explains it with math and stuff. So I would in some cool charts. Um, so I definitely recommend doing that. We're going to have some more best ball playoff content for tomorrow on Legendary Upside. I'm also going to be doing a Legendary Sickos episode with Eric Bimefor for the first time since the summer. So that'll be fun. Uh, doing DFM, DFS MVP as usual with TJ Hernandez and John Daigle. Uh, so lots of pod content for you from me tomorrow. Also, you're going to be doing DFS After Dark with me on Saturday. That's right. I'm doing DFS After Dark with Pete. The uh, walkthrough will hopefully have just been published right before we go on. Uh, yeah, the walkthrough will be published before DFS After Dark. That is my <laughs> promise to you. You know there's three games on Saturday, right? You gotta get those. Yeah, games. I was just about to say, you know there's games right. Saturday. Pat, right? I'm telling you right now, for all of us, just prioritize the <laughs> Sunday main slate. I don't need you writing about Jake Browning. Just fucking write about the <laughs> It's not going to save me much more time. It's, it's, it's going to the... save me time. <laughs> you're not gonna get it you're not gonna you're gonna get it like an hour earlier tomorrow afternoon not perfect okay perfect. but that doesn't help me because i'm at work so once whatever just fix your site pat all right uh <laughs> it's, 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 fine. it's the guy it's the guy yeah. running it same stuff uh <laughs> as usual and and then uh Friday night and Saturday morning, I'm taking my oldest daughter to a cooking class. First time we've done that. Ooh. Pretty exciting little holiday treat for dad and daughter time. That's what I got coming up. Excited nice. for. Yeah, nice. Nice. I hope my uh, best ball teams will be heading to a James Cook class on Sunday. <laughs> I tried. Um, <laughs> how did you lose the for you? In the mud? How did you? How did you? I thought it couldn't go lower. <laughs> Steph, anything you'd like to pug? Uh, fabulous edition. I will have a write-up next week about all of our teens' performances. And yeah. they will be doing amazing. And I will be maybe writing about how Dak kicked the Bills' ass after this week. There you go. This is a, it's going to be an epic showdown. Uh, I've been told by lots of Bills okay. fans they're running the table, Team of Destiny. So would be hate if we had to uh, lap up any of those just tears on the timeline on Monday. Hearing it hundreds of times from one Bills fans, like, named Liam Murphy's not hundreds of No, it's of two. <laughs> Leone's just as bad now. I'm telling you. He's turned he? into Liam. Yeah. No. He's out here on Twitter. He doesn't tweet. Oh, is he? I missed that. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to. I had to reply Say to one of his tweets last night. I think verbatim I said, your slow metamorphosis into Chess Liam has been a sight to behold. He's just <laughs> as bad. Is he touting uh, Kincaid as well? Oh, he's, yeah. He's been touting Kincaid since the summer. He loves Kincaid. <laughs> Can't get enough of him. Um, 
All right. Uh, also, shout out to uh, our producer, Nick, in the hopper here, uh, grabbing some timestamps so we can get a, a fun highlight video uh, tomorrow. Thank you, Nick, for your time tonight. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us, as always. Have had a blast doing these, even when it's Easton Stick uh, not getting us higher than 19 and a half rushing yards. We appreciate you. Be sure to uh, check out uh, Stat Chasing. That'll be on Tuesday, as usual, and hop in the Discord with us. All kinds of fun best ball playoff best ball uh talk going on these days we'll catch you around the interwebs peace